Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> hey, you guys. Welcome to a very special edition of the Space Trash Podcast. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Our, our leader is in... Greece having the time of her life slash having panic attacks. Molly, we hope that you're listening to this and this soothes your soul. Soothes. Is that soothes? We hope it soothes your soul. But uh, we are here. I'm Sarah Armour, aka Sarah Starmore, aka Moon Mama Babarara. <laughs> uh, I'm really going wild without Molly here being like, just pick one name. But I am with our special guest co host for the day, the new. Uh, you know, she didn't even ask for it, but she's now the new director of the Moonule too. And she is a pop maven, producer, writer, multi-hyphenate, talented, low-key comedian, Emmy Lichtenberg, please. <gasps> oh Welcome. my God, Sarah, that Welcome. intro was everything. And I'm so, so, so happy to be here. This is my second time on the pod. This is my first time in any kind of hosting, co-hosting role. I have very big shoes to fill riding boots if you will for our favorite horse <laughs> for our favorite horse girl, girl molly moleshine we miss you we love you love you hope did you see your time of your life well did you see your big coincidence today so she actually went horseback riding today and the horse's name luna oh my god we love the moon uh-huh no oh my gosh we really love the moon mm-hmm. so international moons international moons we love from, it from 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 Florida to California to Noxos, Greece, the moon never fails to travel with us wherever we go. It's so fucking beautiful. It, that's the, you know what? That's the that's the beauty of the moon. That's the tricky beauty thing. Beautiful thing about the moon, you know. Uh, it's chasing your car, it is chasing your horse. The moon is following you, and you cannot escape us. So come to nope. the moon. You will on Zoom every two weeks. Uh, Great segue into that plug yeah i can always rely on you to to segue into that plug always just you know i always think i have like blocks around marketing and then i'm like no you actually don't you're you know maybe i have blocks around having like products that people trust but i think the space trash podcast is helping heal that wound partially because of molly's diligence and she i know that she's panicking because she's afraid i'm never going to even just like edit this and get it online but i'm determined because when there is like competition involved or like you think i can't i can Right. So like never have I been more motivated to learn everything I, I haven't up until this point. But Molly, we will not let you down. And I am going to plug everything the whole time. I am in my space trash hat. If every Emmy, I'll send you one. Everyone needs to get it. It is the new. It's just the hot hat of the fall. I don't even know. How I need that going. hat. I really need that. I wore sort of a space themed uh, no, shirt, very good. but which was like sort of a coincidence because it was clean and, and nearby. But then I put it on and I was like, well, would you look at that? Well, that's where we realize there are no coincidences. You know, it's almost like spirit chose the shirt for you. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. 
So before Molly we get was with the, before we get into any of the big goss of the week, you and I were just clicking on the experience we've been going through, and I was like, "Whoa, this has to do with the astrology." So let's talk about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about why you're a little tired. Tell us about your evening. Yeah, I'm exhausted today. I've had like 50 iced coffees. It's crazy. If you hear any like, you know, of the jingling and ice, it's my iced coffee. And she's a got a, straw. I yeah. was just going to say, she's got a metal straw. So if it's loud, we yeah. forgive you. Save the turtles. Yeah, I'm saving the planet. Um, Yeah, I just had like a really, really bad night of sleep because I was had the craziest dreams that were like waking me up and they were really stressful and really just, it was, it was really crazy. Not even, not stressful, like of it was just like a whole mix of I really felt like you know any Tony Soprano dream sequence like that was (laughs) that was my life it was like everything was so random but really stressful and really felt felt like very prophetic in a weird way and it was just like a lot to deal with but you you went through something similar didn't you I went through something similar so I went to bed last night I was feeling very you know it usually depends on my crushes how telepathic I am so um, you know when I'm feeling like a hardcore crush on someone I'm like I have telepathy and they're here with me now and I'm speaking with them right mm-hmm. but like I've been sort of just focused on work and focused on you know calling in partners and investors and and mm-hmm. you know and I haven't been so connected to the personal realm well all of a sudden last night I'm about to go to bed I eat my edible and all of a sudden all these like people's voices you know people that I know or that I've had crushes on or that I've just been connected to over the years popped into my head so I was like okay I've got to write to them now before my my candles I've left my candles lit since the moon Yule. it is safe spirit says it's cool yeah and I'm like I gotta like get all these messages out before the candles finish. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm like writing last night, like just writing down the notes that these people are giving me or just having these conversations in my journal that aren't going to happen in real life, but getting it out. And then I was like, ah, I'm satisfied. I'm going to watch Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor. I'm going to watch Bachelor Bachelor. in Paradise, which we got to talk about. We got to talk about Bachelor. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. This is my first time watching Paradise and I have so many questions for you. Welcome to the beach, bitch. I'm I'm on. I'm never leaving the motherfucking beach. I to, I'm in now. I'm in in. And I apologize yeah. to anybody that I bachelor shamed in the past. I didn't know. I was ignorant. I was. I didn't know. You're forgiven. Thank you. But you but you know, I'm, I, for all of us, for the community. I'm yeah, that's what we do. Feel that we can speak yeah. for the entire populations on this podcast. The nation, bachelor nation. We're yeah, we're speaking for the nation. And yeah. but and then I drifted off to sleep. I thought it was going to be a good sleep edibles, and then two crazy things happened. First, I was like. I woke up kind of half asleep, very aware of my dreams. And then I was like, I need to go eat. So I, I sleepwalked downstairs and I got, I have like no food in the house, but I had two packs of gummy bears and some leftover crab cake risotto, which I guess I ate like in my sleep. And then I went back to sleep and I had these very intense dreams and I kept kind of like waking up at them being like, no, no, you're lucid dreaming. Go back to the dream. Like you're doing Mm -hmm. work. Right. Then at like, (laughs) like. I don't know, like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., I woke up, again, still asleep and being like, don't leave this dream, don't leave the dream. And it's like, okay, but you have diarrhea. So I had to go to the bathroom and I sleep diarrhea, thank God, on the toilet, and then came back to bed. But oh my God. when I woke up this morning and I was actually awake, I look around my bed, there's, there's gummy bears in the sheet, there's risotto on my face, and then it looked like I had an, it looked like maybe I thought I was going to puke or something. Like I had the the trash can in the, I must, I, I, I maybe thought I had food poisoning. It was just diarrhea, but I just panicked because I was also still asleep because I was like, stay there, stay there. You're in the dream yeah. state. So I don't know if in the other dimension I was having food poisoning or the runs and that's like yeah. manifested here. But all this to say that this is 
so specifically. And I just realized when you were talking about your night, it's the astrology of this moment. Moon shits is the astrology. Of this moment. I had moon shits. Yeah. And so if any of you guys have that experience where you wake up and you go, I'm not waking up from this dream. I'm going to diarrhea. I'm just going to get myself to the bathroom, get myself to the gummy bears and just, you know, I, it wasn't sleepwalking because I knew I was doing it. But mm-hmm. I, but I, but I wasn't like, I wasn't awake. And I was like still in the conversation of the dreams and the people that I was talking to. But here's, here's how That's like exactly moved. what happened to me last night too. Like getting up to go pee. Then I like, I decided, I was like, it was the right time for me to like this. I met a friend yesterday who was like a medium. She's, she's new. I don't know her, but it's like a friend of a friend who's a medium. And then she like gave me like a little shroom <laughs> microdose which I don't know, yes. but she was like, had very like spooky energy and was like kind of crazy. And I like, was like, I have to like, remember to get it out of my the wallet. It was like, like, but I was like, still also like interacting in my dream. And I was like trying to like race back to bed to like finish my dream. It was a whole thing. Dude. Okay. So we are so fucking aligned. Let me tell you about the astrology of this moment. Okay. Please. So why, and, and if you guys are feeling this way, let us know in the comments, hell leave a review. Okay. About how right on the astrology was. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this week is that kind of week because right now, okay, so Neptune is the planet of like, you know, the dream state. It makes things fuzzy. It's sort of that interdimensional portal, but it's also a very confusing sort of boozy planet, right? It's the furthest planet away. It makes, it's like, whoa, dimension are we in, right? Ruled by Pisces, is currently in Pisces. Mm. And it, especially, so yesterday it was exact. Now, Mercury has moved forward a little bit, but Mercury yesterday was exactly opposite Neptune in Pisces. So Mercury in Virgo was exactly opposite Neptune in Pisces. So that opposition creates that tension where Mercury in Virgo really wants to like, you know, nail things down, get things Mm -hmm. right, be as like, Mm -hmm. like not verbose, but like get the words right edit, be analytical, think clearly, think about the plan, think about the, Mm -hmm. you know, really like do that nitty gritty Virgo mercurial work, but Mm -hmm. then it's opposite Neptune making it Mm -hmm. almost impossible because there's the, it's like trying to balance, like, it's like when you go to class, like way too high, almost where you're like, I thought I would not be high by now. And so you're in class and you're like trying to do well, like you actually wanted to go to class and you like, one time I, the first time I ever actually got high, I was working a job as a receptionist. It was senior year of high school summer. And I was working at just like a dental office or whatever, just doing the reception work. And it was my birthday. And my friend Max picked me up and we went to this field and he's like, for your birthday, I'm going to like introduce you to like the world of weed or whatever. My mother's whole thing, my whole life was like, don't smoke until you're in college. I can't have you do it in front of me, in front of my eyes, mind you, because she was just getting stoned and just was afraid <laughs> for me or whatever. But I was like, all right, well, it's like right before I go to college. So like now it counts. And he took me to this field and we smoked a joint. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a tank. Like when mm-hmm. we were in high school, it was like, yeah, give me another Malibu shot. I'm good. Everyone's puking in the bushes. I'm like, I'll drive a tub. You know, not that we <laughs> condone that. I'm just saying I can no. usually take my substances like yeah. a fucking Capricorn animal. And I got so fucking high and I went back to the office and I was talking to myself like, you're good. You got this. You're good. Like you, you're good at this. And it's so easy. You just have to like say hello when people come in and like get their file. And I remember at one point um, getting on my knees to like, in, there was a file cabinet behind me and I got down on my knees and I opened it's like, instead of just opening it, like a fucking yeah. person, I got down on the floor, opened the file cabinet. I was taking forever to find this person's file. And then actually one of the nurses had to come out and be like, Hey, 
do you need to go home? Are you okay? And I couldn't even lie. I was like, I got high for the first time, right? During my lunch break. And like, I'm not, I'm like having hallucinations and I don't know what to do. She's like, it's okay. We've all gotten high in our lives. Like, I know that you didn't know what you were doing. Go home. I'm not going to tell the doctor, but like, just come back tomorrow. And then I couldn't even drive home because I was like, not lucid. So I just like had to sit there and shame on the bench being like, I wanted to, I, it was an easy job. Like I wanted, yeah. I didn't. So that's like sort of the energy of this past week so far where it's like you want to get it right and you're like I am having these really clear thoughts and ideas and like yeah like even to remember the dream is like so special but then it's also like I can't get out of the dream and it's also like while I'm awake I'm still in the dream and how do I wake up from the fucking dream and then you're tired IRL and you're like but I got a good night's sleep and it's like no you didn't because that Neptune you know, Pisces and Neptune is the dream space. It's that mm. subconscious, like what's really going on sort of in, in the, you know, the parts of your brain that we can't quite reach. And I think, you know, this past three days, especially we've been fucking feeling that. And mm. now Mars is creeping up where Mercury just was. And Mars is about to oppose uh, Neptune. So there's going to be a similar experience, except it, instead of it being about dreams, I think it's going to be about like, uh, productivity. And it's going to be like, I thought that like, I had the plan worked out perfectly, even if it was from the dream state. And like, I'm going to, but it's like, you might get in the car, like from now until, you know, Sunday or Monday, you might get in the car, like ready for that interview and like put on the mm -hmm. perfect outfit and use that, use that Neptune Pisces at night to like visualize getting the job. And then you're going to get in the car and like the car is not going to start or mm -hmm. like there's going to be, cause that opposition, it's like Neptune makes everything like very fuzzy, very hard to maneuver mm -hmm. IRL. It's so high, like deep in the spirit space. But then when you have Mercury, and Mars and now the sun in Virgo it's like what the fucking fuck I finally have a business plan I finally mm -hmm. have something like of course we're gonna record a full app Molly she's out of here sorry Mal Emmy's the new co-host just for today relax just joking but it's like like it's like of course like you'd have a fucking podcast to do and not be able to sleep that's what it is it's like Virgo mm -hmm. wants to do it fucking right and that Neptune opposition is making it like, yeah, but how do you do it right when everything's so wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess when people like, because, you know, everyone's always talking about Mercury and retrograde. People talk about, you know, Mercury, this, Mercury, that. So Neptune right now, like Neptune, is it just because Pisces in Neptune or is, does Neptune like get up to bad business? Like typically, like, you know what I mean? That's a good question, Amy. That's such a good. Oh, you're so good. So Neptune, typically, like if you look at anywhere in your chart where there's Neptune, or if you have Neptune oppositions or Neptune conjunctions, it oftentimes is messy. It messy doesn't necessarily mean bad though, right? Like mm -hmm. it can also mean like super psychic or super spiritual or, you know, um, like divine inspiration, higher mm -hmm. love, you know, like there's one um, ex-boyfriend who is also maybe still my boyfriend, like one of those, right? But when you look at our charts together, Neptune is on the descendant, which is the relationship. So it's like, we don't know if we're together or not. We know we've been together in all the other lives. We do have this higher universal connection. We're never going to leave each other. And yet the actual fundamentals of being together IRL is really messy and really hard mm -hmm. because we do have this like totally other, otherworldly connection. But then it's like that Neptune on that relationship house, like starting it up makes it like, but 
are we supposed to do it in this life? Are we supposed to finish it in this life? You know, Neptune is like mm. Neptune and Pisces are like dissolving. So sometimes it can be dissolving into each other, right? It's also like death and, you know, so it's like dissolving, confusing, blurring lines, blurring boundaries. Mm. So anywhere in your chart where you have Neptune, there might be like divine inspiration that comes through, but then there's also this like confusion or messiness or fog mm. that you kind of have to like, you know, put the the high beams on and work through. That's why like, if you have people who you know, or if you have heavy Pisces in your chart, right? Mm -hmm. Or heavy Neptune conjunctions in your chart, there will probably be a part of your life where you, I don't even want to say struggle with, I don't mean to put that on you, but like struggle with substance abuse or want to Mm. escape into substances or want to escape into the other dimension or just disconnect from this reality because Neptune is disconnected from this reality. So why Mm. right now Mercury retrograde is such a smart comparison because like Mercury is not retrograde, which is even part of the frustration because Mercury is in its favorite sign Virgo and is like, yo, here I am. Let's fucking get those I's dotted and the T's crossed and finally sign that lease. But then it's like Neptune's like, yeah, but it's like when you have like a weird relative come to town and even though you have like your house perfectly set up to be like a solo individual, the person comes and it's like, you know, fuck, you're fucking my whole shit up. Or like now this is, this is usually really serene and functional, but now that you're here, it's like, that's all fucked up. And Mm -hmm. so it doesn't change the fact that it's serene and functional regularly. But when Neptune come to town, it's like, you got to drive around your drunk mother and, and just hope that like, she doesn't do anything online or come into the background of an IG live or come into, you know what I mean? So that's sort of the, so it feels almost like a Mercury retrograde, but instead of it being like, whatever, it's Mercury retrograde, everything's, all communications are off. It's like, no, on some level, they feel like they should be like, you're like, it's going direct. Like I, I have these clear ideas and I'm having so many breakthrough thoughts. And that also is in many parts, thanks to Neptune and those weird mm. dream states and that weird dream eating we're doing and mm-hmm. eating and all that, because in that, uh, in that sort of nebulous space, new ideas can come through. And then with that Virgo energy and go, whoa, I never even had this thought before, but now that I do, I can incorporate it into my plan or, you know, so it's not necessarily all bad, mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. messy because yeah. it's really amorphous and sort of, so yeah, you did, it's not that you didn't get a good night's sleep or you did. It's just like you worked all night is how I would think about it. Oh yeah. I put in the work. I sure did. I sure did. So, okay. Like, I don't mean to do it like co-host here, but I mean, to play do. I, that's not so, my friend. So how can we see this, you know, sort of in like, should we talk about the headline? How does this play out in the current astrology? <laughs> yes, I, I that's what this. I meant. Just that's it. what I was trying how to does, say. How is it showing in the, in the culture? Well, mm-hmm. okay. So a few things, number one, a lot of the things, and we're going to go through the whole list, but I will say, if I was going to look at our list as a sum up, a lot of the list is all about, um, question marks about partnerships or partnerships coming together where you're like, really mm-hmm. Snooki and Tori spelling. Did they know each other first? How did that happen? Or going Sean, Camilla engaged, not engaged Kylie pregnant or not pregnant. And what's going on in her with her and Travis, right? Like, so a lot of the headlines today are, are about mm-hmm. like, okay. So the North nodes in Gemini. So we're really focused on partnerships and essential partnerships and Mm -hmm. twins and and two people coming together and information. But then there's also this sort of fuzziness where it's like, Mm -hmm. we don't know if they're engaged. We don't know if she's pregnant. We don't. And even like, this was the, the, the first news story that I want to just throw. And this is just for you, Mal, because I know you're listening for it. I saw a headline this morning. It said, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry almost told 
who questioned the baby's skin color. It's like <laughs> such a funny, like they, what planet do we live on where them almost telling us which, which Royal was the most racist. I don't know if they kept their titles or not, but I want to retitle them just like the edge Lords of the, yes. they're edge the, Lord, edge Lord, edge Lord, the Lords Windsor. of edging. Cause they yeah. are fucking edging us with this for sure they're just trying so hard to stay in the media and like stay relevant they're like well you know when so-and-so oh I, we can't we can't I, I don't even know how it happened I didn't even click into it because I don't even want to know how annoying Megan was like Harry don't you know and yeah. you know they talked about it beforehand <laughs> okay we'll, we'll we'll pepper it in they'll get, the, yeah. get them to buy the book right so yeah. yeah if you guys don't still have your titles we want to retitle you the official edge lords of the royals edge lord and lady edge lord and lady right my bad edge yeah. Lady Edge and Lord yeah. Edge. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are edging in the media. Poor Molly's on here to talk us through this, but I saw the, I did stumble upon two big, um, two big uh, trailers today. One, the Lifetime movie of Harry and Meghan, the Harry and Meghan Lifetime movie, or like, I think it's the third one of like them in L- in Los Angeles or whatever. Yes, it looks, serialized looks absolute, like just the bottom of the barrel space trash trash wait and i then, didn't even know that existed though i'm writing this down mm-hmm. i will watch this tonight there is so oh, it, sure. i don't know it, it, no it, according to the trailer it drops on labor day so um yeah. wow how cute all of all this pregnancy stuff and now they're choosing labor day I, very cute um and then of course spencer starring um kristen stewart what do you think of what did you think of the spencer trailer and what do you think of kristen as die well i first thing that i thought of was you know what if they what if they chose the different perfect day song like the hoku perfect day like how much because it was obviously like it's very like orchestral intense like perfect day by lou reed but what if it was just like sun's up a little after 12 you know that so let's um, do it let's do a recut let's do a recut of the trailer sure. with perfect day Mm-hmm. You know what? I, um, it looked really, really amazing. And like, I was here for it un- until she opened her mouth. Like, I'm just a little wary of, well, and granted she opened her mouth and said two words, which I feel like I'm a little concerned that that's like, <laughs> that it's just rough stuff when it comes to accent or whatever. But honestly, wait, what two words? I, Can you do an impression of Kristen's two words as die? Of course, because it was literally Sally Hawkins says, they know everything or now they know everything <laughs> she says they don't that was it okay pretty, that good. Was it. Um, pretty good yeah and but honestly i'm here for case too i'm here for any i i really am and i'm honestly here for any um any like diana content i'm so here for and honestly i'm here for the premise of the movie because it's like it's not some sweeping crown-esque you know over year over you know like years and years and years and decades of princess diana's life it's honestly just the weekend in which she's she and charles are like gonna tell the whole family that they're getting a divorce or it's like that really really like horrible christmas christmas vacation is jolly a christmas holiday is as jolly as that sounds it really wasn't so i like and it's the same director as as jackie right that's what it was it was jackie um and I, so I like that just sort of like slice and moment in time kind of take on it. So I'm honestly, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I feel like Case 2 has such big shoes to fill because I 
what I don't remember her name, but the she got nominated for an Emmy. The actress who plays Diana on The Crown, Emma Corrin. Yeah, um, what's phenomenal. her name? She's Emma Corrin. Oh, I mean, if that is not a like a case for biopics, like mm-hmm. she gave biopics a new name. She mm-hmm. was so Diana. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like preferred her almost like she she just mm-hmm. like she nailed it right like mm-hmm. and then when Kristen Stewart was the pick we talked about it earlier on the pod we were like how yeah. you know what a random sort of pick but I think that Case Stu I think part of her big and we can pull up her chart but I think that yeah. part of Case Stu's big appeal is that like she truly is an actor and I think mm-hmm. because she may not have the most and I this is uh, allegedly, I, this is, I have, I've never met her. I met Robert Pattinson once would have fucked him, you know, loved him, but he didn't follow. I, he, I, he, I was hosting a show where he was sitting in the front row with Shia and I was like, kept putting out my handle and like, they both didn't follow me. So honestly, we have beef. <laughs> we have fucking beef. I love your, I love your crowd work. Just being like, follow me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if any celebrities are here, yeah. I could really use the, you know, mm-hmm. but no, they were like texting or whatever. But, yeah. um, I feel like the thing about Kristen is like, even in her personal life, like she keeps surprising us with these twists mm-hmm. and turns of like, I could be this, I could be that, I could be this, I could be that. Mm-hmm. Now she's Polly, now she's gay, now she's Bella Thorne, now she's like rock chick, right? So she's got all these different, like, mm-hmm. or not Bella Thorne, Bella. Bella, I was going to say, Bella, Bella what's Bella, but Bella, whatever from Twilight. She's Bella Twilight, Bella, yeah, right. Bella Twilight. Maybe she also dated Bella Thorne. I would believe that because it sure. seems like she's kind of doing that Miley, I fuck mm-hmm. all the cool people thing, which I yeah. love. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting. I would love a Miley case case to romance. Oh my gosh, that would be a dream. That would be really, oh. really fun. Yeah, I, also, yeah. what I think is interesting about Kristen Stewart, like in this role, first of all, I mean, I was talking to a British friend earlier, and you know, and they were sort of like hemming and hawing about, oh, you know, like why do I pick a British actress, blah, actress, blah, blah, blah. But it's like they're Kristen Stewart. Like she can green light a movie. Like that's just like she has star power. She really does. And like, really and does. I think it's like there aren't that many people. Yeah, like it's like of unknown. Like I don't know. People will probably be like, you're wrong. But you know, it's Kristen Stewart is. Yeah, she has the star power there. You know, yeah. and um, really and like, and I did, and I do think it's like she maybe feel we maybe have a certain feeling about her because she's been like in the consciousness for so long, but she's like lived a thousand, cause she's lived like a thousand different lives. And that's yes. what I really, really honestly like about her is that she's, she is constantly like re- reinventing herself in a lot of ways. She really is. And like, that's where it's like, I I'm interested to see it because I feel like she's earned my trust at this point. I'm like, yeah. all right, Kristen. Yeah. Let's, and you know what, Molly, if you're listening, if it's possible, we could even do a repost. The first um, collab before this was Space Trash, Molly had a podcast, Diva Behavior, and I did a guest co-host with her where we compared the charts of Kristen Stewart and Diana because we I was were going to say, yeah. I did, how are they connecting in the other dimension? Yeah. And it's like, okay, on a, the, 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 the Cliff's notes of it is Diana's moon in Aquarius is on Kristen Stewart's North Node Mars Midheaven conjunction in Aquarius. So in mm-hmm. a way- if, if Kristen were doing her spiritual work, which I believe she is with all that evolution, mm-hmm. she's got to be surrendering mm-hmm. to the process. Right. I think that like, she has the ability in this moment to really channel Diana. Like Diana mm-hmm. can, can speak through her mid heaven, her career, her legacy. So mm-hmm. like, I think Kristen's going to give a voice to, 
you know, the, the Diana story that, that maybe no one else even has the ability. Like it's not the writers that wrote that good part for Emma Corrin to just daintily mm-hmm. do. It's like, I think Kristen, even if she's not even doing more than two word sentences has the ability to channel the emotionality of Diana mm-hmm. on that day. And I also think that Kristen has struggled so much in her own experience with like just being heavy observed by the paparazzi being picked mm-hmm. apart about her sexuality or about, you know, you can't have an affair with a director without everyone knowing about it these days, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I feel like she gets the, the sort of the, the back end of like the, even if it's Hollywood royalty and not the royalty royalty, mm-hmm. but like of them, like kind of trying to get you and trying to like, make you feel unsafe or or just hound you in a way where mm-hmm. then you're portrayed differently so like I feel like this could be a very cathartic moment for case and I do think yeah. it actually could make her star power rise even higher because we do kind of she really you're so right like she can green light a movie in and of herself and yet when I think of the case to catalog nothing immediately comes to mind as like, that's where she really showed her chops. Like she sort of is like celebrity. Uh, panic room. Sorry. <laughs> Starring like Jodie Foster as a, as a diabetic child. Uh, <laughs> okay. So then I agree. I agree. I actually forgot it was her, but even in that way, right. Okay. So she, she, we don't want her to have peaked at 10. Yeah. Like no. this is actually like the second coming of case to yeah. you know, Natalie Portman couldn't have just ended with the professional either. Right. Like we yeah. need to have another big, we need a black, Black Swan moment for Case Do, and I think this could be it. I I love that. I I really agree. And just to just to comment on the sort of like someone like an Emma Corrin. I mean, she was so great and so pure and so amazing yeah. to like to see this like you know this seemingly you know she's very very young embody that kind of like ingenue na- naivete of Diana. But it's like you know we. And, you know, it's like in that beginning sort of portion of Emma Corn as Diana in, in those years, it was like, you know, uh, we don't get to see how like this young person's life is, has been transformed. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. now it's like, it would be interesting to see, you know, if she was like famous now going back to do that. And that's the brilliance of Case Do in this role is because she's lived that kind of thing and she gets yeah. to bring that with, with her to this role. And it's always so fun when an actor that is such a like celeb, you know, mm-hmm. headline making personal life, Howard Stewart, Howard Stewart, Howard Stern interview ass mm-hmm. saying crazy shit. You know, when I look forward to seeing the film, because my, one of my favorite things about movie making in general, film, film stew to film stew, we're talking about mm-hmm. case stew. It's like, I so look forward to forgetting that it's her. Speaking of royalty, shall we talk about American royalty? Damn, you're good. Molly, can you hear this? Do I not know who to slide in when you are on your Mykonos vacay? Okay. In American royalty news, we have some. Now, I can't quite I can't quite uh, decipher whether it's actually confirmed or not, but Mm -hmm. we are getting headline after headline about our girl Kylie Jenner prego with baby number two vis-a-vis Travis Scott, right? And so here's my- I think it is confirmed, I want to say. So I no? saw on, well, I feel like when E! News report, here's the thing, even E! News and Access Hollywood are both saying multiple sources confirm, but we don't have mm-hmm. any, we don't have anything from Kylie's mouth, right? Like right. we don't have a, we don't have a prego belly. We don't have smaller lips. We don't have uh, you know, cause so even, yeah. even when she was in hiding in that first pregnancy, when we saw her, there was, all, there was a little bit of like, 
hmm, not so much filler. Hmm, not mm-hmm. like that's sort of interesting. Oh, she's unnatural. How neat, right? And then it was like, oh no, mm-hmm. she's been in hiding, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. her birthday just passed. And then there was that big scandal because it was like, no, we see her. She's not pregnant. But then it's like Kim fucked it up because Kim posted a picture of that day. But Kylie had different nails, different nail polish. Right. Then when so she posted yeah. a picture being like, it's my birthday. And then Kim posted a story like IRL, happy birthday, Kylie. But but she had different nails on. So that right. means that Kylie has been hiding something. And she put up those bathing suit shots like mm-hmm. it almost as like a red herring. Like, no, not prego. Look how flat my tummy is. Right. But it's like, no. What yeah. And, well, and Caitlyn Jenner, do you see the Caitlyn Jenner, a little slip of the slip of the tongue? Well, that's just so fucking Caitlyn though, because, because Kate, okay. So if anybody doesn't know, Caitlyn Jenner put out a very, a, a very media clickbait, again, very Mercury uh, opposite Neptune, like awaiting my, you know, 13th or 19th, whatever, 19th. 19 grandchildren and counting huh. awaiting my 19th grandchild. And so it got all this speculation up like, Oh my God, like Caitlin confirmed it, Caitlin confirmed it. But then one of the other Jenner brothers confirmed that they're having a baby. So wow, actually okay. Stormy two is going to be baby 20. And, but, but it's so Caitlin right. to be like, let me just, mm-hmm. let me just like fan the flame a little bit in this oh, totally. very confusing way. I read it in the con. I, I heard it in the context that it, it, that it was like confirming Kylie's baby. And I just, I like, I just couldn't help but think like, oh, like how bumbling or like sort of like that everyone's like, oh, Caitlin, like womp womp. Cause it's like, Caitlin's like, you know, a bit clumsy, mm-hmm. like, you know, the sort of like clumsy, crazy one who's, you know, out for themselves. To learning to for, walk in heels. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or like, like most likely to hit someone with their car. <laughs> right. A little sloppy on the road, a little sloppy, little sloppy language. Sloppy with the, you know, I just don't think that Caitlin's really one to think about many other people or, or you know, or like be that, consci- like she's that conscientious. Uh, conscientious. Yeah, that's right. She she really does seem to be a little bit uh, in her own universe. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that's sort of what's what struck me about it because honestly, like I... Like when Kylie first announced Stormy, I remember it was or like you know that she I guess that that she had had Stormy I think was like literally like the baby had already been born. I remember it was like Super Bowl Sunday and I was like fuck the game. This is my this is my game. This is my big even day. that like they're so strategic. Like uh huh. We announced Stormy's existence like to to try to compete with the Super Bowl and to basically win yeah. is is everything I mean and it is such a throwback to Kim because Kim's first big opportunity was that Skechers commercial during the Super Bowl oh I didn't know that well yes oh my god there's a podcast I have to send you it's like there's a podcast I have to send you it's like basically like like as if we don't have enough BTS Kardashian shit but there's this podcast that's all about it's called even the rich and it's basically like the oh yeah of them and it's like multi-part and so yeah I think it was either a Skechers or a Charmin commercial but mm-hmm. I, maybe it was Charmin for the Super Bowl and then and then she had backlash for Skechers but like yeah she did a, a Charmin Super Bowl ad which basically like post sex tape like changed her whole image because it was like no I'm mm-hmm. not just like on Twitter a hot girl you've seen a sex tape mm-hmm. of Paris Hilton's assistant like I now am doing sponsored shit on the Super Bowl so I sort of liked that for Kylie being like I'm Kim 2.0 and Stormy's my Charmin mm-hmm. yes for sure and like yeah so I mean that but to be honest like all of the there's so many different aspects to 
I mean, the Jenner Kardashian cinematic universe that I just like, I can't, I honestly, I'm a real, I'm, you know, I'm have my ear to the ground pop culturally, but I just, I had to sort of let the Kardashians go in a certain way to a certain extent, because it's just too much to like fill up my, like I'll get the, I'll get the major news highlights, but I haven't kept that close in touch with the Kylie and and Travis Scott, like, will, are they, or aren't they, or will they, or won't they kind of thing. It's just too much. Cause I'm, and I'm sort of, I sort of rely on people like you or other friends just be like, let me know when I need to know. You yeah. Know? I mean, that is what we're here for. Like, I'm yeah. so, it's so nice to get the feedback that we're such a valuable resource in the culture. For sure. For but, sure. So like, so here's sort of like what you missed. Okay. So like okay. all basically for the last month, Kylie and Travis went on this like parents of stormy tour. And so they were mm-hmm. being photographed all like cuddled up and like being a family. And then there were right. all these fucking headlines that were like, Travis is mm-hmm. a very present dad. And like, they were all comfy cozy, but like their relationship was not confirmed. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. my, my feeling on Kylie mm-hmm. is that she doesn't, I mean, I don't know if any of them do, but like, I don't think Kylie is just like out there fucking willy nilly, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think the reason that she stayed with weird ass looking Tyga for so long is because she actually is, I mean, yeah. she also a Scorpio moon you know what that's like mm-hmm. it's like once you're like once you get behind the 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 Kylie facade behind the closed doors like you're fucking you're there as long like it, it takes a lot to get there and once you're there like it's, it's fucking quicksand like you're yeah. in or you're out right so I, I feel like Travis after she had that baby with yeah Travis sort of random realized it kind of worked though I think she likes that he's like a sort of you know, Kanye protege. I think that mm-hmm. she likes that. I think she likes them. And we're going to, I have their charts up. We can look at the relationship because I am curious. I've never done before, but to me, they were on their, they were on their, you know, little stormy parenting tour showing the people that they are a nuclear family, even if it's, you know, like unique or whatever. And, you know, for Kylie, it's interesting. Okay. So I'm looking at Kylie's chart right now. Well, you know, Kylie has her son in Leo. We know this, mm-hmm. right? But then she has her Venus, her Mercury, her North Node, and her Lilith in Leo. I mean, in uh, Leo, in Virgo, where all wow. of, where, where Mercury and Mars are right now, opposite, mm-hmm. you know, that that Neptune and Pisces. Yeah. So I think number one, there's an accident in this way where it's like she mm-hmm. thought she was using protection or you know she she mm-hmm. they, she took a plan b and for whatever reason is it that confirmed no no it's okay. not confirmed i'm I was saying like, sarah I no i cannot yeah. i could not I, what God, a scoop forget. no i will get sued for that like i'm i would be worse than ray j if i started putting out that that kylie tried to abort the baby before it even happened right that's not what i <laughs> or like chris jenner's paying you on the side <laughs> right right yeah, yeah right exactly or like low-key it's actually yeah. like plan b has sponsored this podcast and now yeah. actually it, that, that'd be a perfect sponsor for us honestly yeah. but okay check this though in kylie's chart the north node is in her fifth house that's gemini the fifth mm-hmm. house is making babies. Gemini is twos, pairs, okay? Yeah. And then her IC, the base of her chart, like what is home to Kylie is Taurus, where Uranus has been moving through and just went retrograde, right? So Uranus mm-hmm. went retrograde and boom, we had this news about Kylie's home and motherhood, you mm-hmm. know, status changing. And now looking at the charts of Kylie and Travis together, very interesting stuff because Travis 
is a son in Taurus. So when I look at their relationship, oh. I'm like, oh, why do they why do they hit it off? It's more than just what I thought. Maybe they do have a real connection here because Travis's son is in is in Taurus in her fourth house, which is like what makes her feel comfortable at home. So actually, he makes her feel really safe at home. He probably even if he is on the road or doing his thing, he probably is sort of a luxurious lover. He probably does pamper her, make her feel like a queen. Mm-hmm. I think he is, you know, they're both um a little bit I don't mean like slow in a bad way, but like I think they're both a little bit um homebodies maybe. Homebodies, homebodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're homebodies. They put a lot of thought into everything they do. Like you never see Travis just like in a, in a mixtape diss battle with anybody. Like Mm -hmm. he actually is taking his work very seriously and he's doing it slowly. And when they put things out, whether it's Kylie's whole, you know, face or Travis's Astro World tour or Stormy's birthday party with the slide sliding, people sliding down her tongue or whatever that fucking bouncy house of her face was like everything they do is done with like, a lot of thought it's luxurious and it's beautiful and it's it's all about aesthetics and doing things in ways that are very kind of comfy cozy and and big but but takes time right so like thoughtful find a hit thoughtful they're very thoughtful yeah like they, they want things to be done but i will say this too travis's moon and his mercury and his juno marriage asteroid are in uh aries mm-hmm. right on her Saturn. So it's like his impulse. I'm not, this is not, again, I am not mm-hmm. a rumor, but if you told me that he poked holes in the condom, I might believe it. Wow. It did not happen. I'm not saying that. No one sue me, but I'm no. saying that like his, his moon and his Mercury together in Aries mean like at the end of the day, even if he appears to be this luxurious sort of, you know, tar and God mm-hmm. on the inside, he is like, you know, impulsive and passionate and doesn't always think before he acts, doesn't always like, so, so in his work, he takes it more seriously because that has to do with his, I am his ego to the public, Mm -hmm. but in terms of his personal life and in terms of like fucking or, or leading or, you know, passion, anything that's like, you know, maybe the stormy, I would believe it. If you told me on the stormy parenting tour they actually like booked separate rooms and they were like going to do like a separate room thing. And then because they like had so much heat or had so much chemistry, you know, they just like ended up in the same room. And like, so I don't think that she was trying to get pregnant, but I think with Mm. Uranus going over his son, his ego and going over her fourth house now in retrograde, I think it's like, Hey, surprise. And then it Mm -hmm. was like, okay, yeah, damn, that might be. Cause also Kylie's moon is in, uh, Scorpio opposite that Taurus. So mm-hmm. it's like, she thinks home is one thing. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah. actually you're having another kid and you're going to hide until now there's also news similar to like, I, I totally forgot about the stormy Super Bowl reveal. What a great detail because now the rumors are that, okay. So when I heard the Caitlin quote, I thought it was obviously Kylie. Then it was like, mm-hmm. actually one of the Brandon Brody brothers are a prego. And it's like, okay, the Branson that's- Brody, Br- Bronson, 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 Brody, Bromeo. One of them is pregnant. Bromeo, yeah. And, and that was like, it's like, Caitlin, you silly yeah. goose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's where it's like, maybe she's a Republican politician in the end, you know, like mm-hmm. really fucking uh, filibusting in a way. Yes. 
bringing us one direction, taking us another, right? Pro, yeah. Pro-life or anti-life, sort of hard to tell, right? So so mm-hmm. the fine line between which Jenner is pregnant, I think is right there with, with you know, gripping news stories. But I feel like, okay, so the rumor now is that Stormy is going to debut her pregnancy Kylie. at Met Gala in September. Oh, that Kylie's going to do it in September. Wow. Yeah, right. Because also the Met Gala is in September. It's a Virgo season thing. So we have mm-hmm. her North Node, her Mercury, mm-hmm. her, her Venus, and her Lilith all in Virgo. And I think, you know... Instead of, you know, I don't think she wants to do it the same way she did yeah. it last time. I think it's like she hid for a whole nine months. We would now be like, okay, she's definitely pregnant and we're going to harass her. So I think mm-hmm. now she's trying to do it a different way. I think she likes to do a big Leo performative reveal. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that it is, I'm going to say, yes, yeah, she debuts that baby bump. That was my prediction. I think she does debut the baby bump at the uh, Met Gala. The theme is American uh you know, American fashion, which I'm not really sure what that means. But uh, I guess here, here's my final question on this to you. If Kylie did debut her baby bump mm-hmm. at the Met Gala vis-a-vis mm-hmm. American fashion, what do you think the like, what would, what storyline would she pick? Like, I'm trying to think like what famous pregnant iconic American moments there have been, you know, like who would she be in American fashion pregnant? You know, it's so crazy because I feel like at the Met Gala, like everyone, everyone's narratives are always so funny to try to follow along, like how they're fitting in with the theme, you know, like it's really crazy, but I mean, who knows? I mean, like American made something, I don't know. Like my only thought is like, maybe she does like a Demi Moore nude cover and just like walks around like this the whole time, like with her hand on her crotch and her hands on her boob. Like remember that cover that Mm -hmm. Demi did where she was like, Oh, of course. Yes. Nude but pregger. Right. Yes. That's a really iconic pregnant moment. I think that would be the most iconic pregnant fashion moment I can think of. I'm trying to think of any other like big famous pregnant fashion moments. And I, I sort of can't, that's the only one that really comes to mind. The only thing I'm thinking about is I feel like there's some with some big President Kennedy, Jackie O. I know we talked about Jackie before, but like oh, it, it, these things, it's I a feel like there is something up. very like, but I feel like that's such an obvious, like when you think of American fashion, my, my mind goes to the Kennedys, you know, mm. in that very kind of like, I don't New know, England. New England and Taylor. Yeah. A boring, <laughs> like tweet, like, I mean, it's Chanel, but like, tw- like tweed kind of stuff, but like. I don't know. I feel like there was a big Jackie O pregnant kind of thing of, cause wasn't she pregnant when JFK was in office or something? Yeah. I could, right. I could see it being right. Like, like, like pink suit dress with a mm-hmm. pink little pin hat. And mm-hmm. I do think in, in, in the vein of Hamilton, I sort of love the idea of like, of like Travis Scott playing the role of JFK. It's really like mm-hmm. taking back the, the narrative mm-hmm. in that way, you know? Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So the two, our two bets are, Either she's going Jackie O pregnant by Kennedy's side or she's going full nude and she's going to be her own little sensor bar on her nipples. And the only other thing I could think of that would just be fucked up is if she did like an impression of Kim when she was pregnant. I was literally just going to say, right? Like I was literally just going to say she's going to do the the gloves and the like (laughs) that she's just going to do the glove meme thing and like go as her sister. That was like, or that that immediately comes to mind is like another iconic pregnancy in American fashion and history. And it was like, there were all those pictures of Kim K when she was pregnant, when in that I, I'm picturing her, there was like an sort of like a, a, a bronze orange, 
sort of dress that she wore around when she was pregnant. And she did, mm-hmm. I mean, she gained like 80 pounds or something. Like she mm-hmm. did look yeah. humongously fat. Yeah. Not in a, I'm not saying she was fat, but like for, yeah. for Kim K, I mean, she was, she, she blew up like a yeah. Or I like, think she had, she had some sort of, she had something medically that was going on, like Hashimoto. Yeah. So something happened that where she like had came out and said, yeah, like that pre-clamp, she. Pre-clamp, preclampasia. Preclampsia, preclampsia. Preclampsia. That's what it was. She had pre, she had preclampsia and, but you know, and then the paparazzi, et cetera, were just horribly relentless to her. They were, they know they were like so fucking mean and they're like, she's even wearing Crocs. And it's like, yo, you guys like, please like, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, if you want to go full with that, then what would Kylie do? Because I do think like the Met Gala has this really, it's almost like a competitive fashion event. Like Mm -hmm. it's the only like non-project runway RuPaul drag race, kind of like who's going to one up who, like if anything, like maybe like, maybe they like wheel her around in like a bed and she's like, I was pregnant and I'm bedridden or something like that maybe. But like, yeah, I'm thinking she either goes full nude. I love the Jackie idea. Or she puts on a fat suit and goes as fat Kim. Um, for the big awards that's a good one what i will say this on the on the last tip before we move on from kylie and travis Mm -hmm. in their composite chart so the chart of their relationship it's pretty interesting i mean they have their sun and their mercury at 29 degrees um gemini with Mm -hmm. juno there in gemini then the venus is in cancer and the mars is in Capricorn and the moon is in Capricorn. So they're really carrying this very like mommy, daddy home, home together. Like, I actually like this relationship for them. Like Mm. there is sort of the separation, like full moon. I mean, honestly, it reminds me of my chart. Like they Mm. basically are they're connect on my rising sign and then their sun's where my sun is and their moon's where my moon is. So I'm Kylie and Travis, your parents. (laughs) Well, or like I'm your mom and dad, Kylie and Travis is Kylie and Travis are like they are like if you if they had a love child oh yeah I guess so yes yes they're my mom and dad yes yeah lol that's yeah 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 I was trying to think I was like am I their mom or dad are they my mom and dad no no no, yeah I'm they're literally like like right the coming together of these two energies is my chart which I think is really funny and also Mary Williamson who has a very similar chart so you know so in a way though I think that uh great blunt rotation what did you say Great blunt rotation. You, you, Travis Yo. Scott, Kylie, and Marion Williamson. Yo, now that's an episode for our show that we've not made yet called, what was it? It was going to be Intuitive Hits, where we have roundtable conversation while passing a blunt. Yeah. Like that's an episode yes, of Intuitive Hits. Sure. I would fucking, yeah, that is a real hang. That's a fucking yeah. good ass hang. I like that. Damn. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, so like, I think they really do feel very at home together and that they, Mm -hmm. and because this moon and Mars and Capricorn, they are all business. And so like, they are going to, you know, if, even if it's an accidental pregnancy, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, how do we do this so that it like works for our brands? Like, how Mm -hmm. do we do this so that it, it gets the maximum impact? And I'll say this last thing I'll say on it, the, the relationships South node is at 11 degrees Taurus, Mm. which is interesting because like I said, Uranus just went retrograde. Let me just get the actual degree of Uranus. Okay, so Uranus is at 14 degrees Taurus going retrograde right now. So like, this is almost Mm -hmm. like a past life. Like, it's like, it's what it was going to be. Like, they're bringing, it's like Uranus is like bringing them back to like this. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were, oh my God, we could look into it later, but maybe they even were Jackie and, uh, and, 
and what's his name? John. JFK. (laughs) There's not even going to be a Marilyn because Marilyn's the sister and he wouldn't do that after Tristan and Jordan. So like maybe this is the feeling of the Kennedy line. I want to look into that. I sort of like that for them. I like them as the new Jackie and John. And I'm going to look into the past life astrology. Listen back for next time or we can go live about it once I research. But that I I like this theory. I love that. I love that. Great to know. In other Hollywood, I don't know if I would necessarily say royalty news. I would say maybe like, what are they called in royalty where it's like, you're not in the, you're not like queen or king, but- Duke, duchess, lady. Yeah, like you're not a serf, but like you're- Court. The court. The court. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's another courtship in the court of the Hollywood royal elite that we are dying to talk about. There Mm -hmm. is a big rumor on the internet because- Fans saw engagement ring on the finger of none other than our very favorite member of Fifth Harmony, RIP, Camila Cabello. And everyone is wondering, are she and Sean engaged? I hope that they are engaged. I love Camilla and Sean. I'm a big you know, I never was a, a Fifth Harmony head. And I mean, I've loved some of well, the heads, I like obviously. Sort of, I want to be honest. I sort of was. I love that. I love that. No, like I love Fifth I, Harmony, man. I love, I'm really into all of their, for the ones who I know, I like their solo careers. Like I love Normani. I so love Camilla. Talented. They're yeah, so like, talented. Great. Simon, it might be like artificial to put a group together, yeah. but Simon does know who's good. I'll tell him that. Like mm-hmm. those are five talented women. Yeah. And I, you know, and I honestly love Sean Mendes. I mean, talk about a hit machine. Like I, have loved all of Shawn Mendes' songs. Like, I think he is great. I'm just obsessed with him. And um, I would really love for them to be engaged. They kind of give me, like, I, I watched his documentary on Netflix. Oh, oh my God, wait, it's, I didn't even know there was one. I will watch later. Oh my God, it's so good. He's just, he really is just this, like, super heartfelt, like, super, you know, sensey, like, just heartthrob in this way that it feels like he just has such big, like, man written by women like woman like woman by woman energy like he's like he really does feel that sort of like too good to be true but it's so funny because he's so like he just has such like tender like loving energy with everyone he like if he came in here and i'd be like hey i mean like he'd be so like all of my business but like not in like i want to fuck you kind of way it's like he has it with everything everyone like in this way that it's like he has like this chemistry or like sexual it's like with his entire family like when you watch him he's like hey grandma like he's like so he like has that kind of energy with everyone and I don't know I just am so I'm just very very endeared to him as a I absolutely love him like I feel like yeah. he's like the U.S.'s answer to Harry Styles oh to, well he's actually Canadian so that actually when you when you hear that he's okay, Canadian North does, American. doesn't that make he's so North- much sense He's the North American, but yeah, obviously yeah. He can obviously he's Canadian. Like that's why, yeah. right. He's got that sweet, gentle, even like our new production team. Thank you. Shout out to Chip, Dip and Chris. They're Canadian and they're, they're the ones that like, yeah. not only do we meet them telepathically, but they like showed up and just offered their services like from yeah. love. And it's like, yeah. oh my God, you people. Chris was telling me about the military in, in Canada versus the US. And you know that in Canada, the way that they like sell the military and like what they're doing there is peacekeeping. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. What a flip. That's it. What a f- flipping out. But like, yeah, Sean, he's, he's very like, 
you know, I think that Sean Mendes would be great on the moon mule because he loves, I mean, you'll see in this documentary, he's a manifesting king. He manifests. He literally has his oh. manifestation journal. It actually kind of verges on OCD a little bit. Like I'm kind yeah. of concerned for him because literally he's like, <laughs> he'll write everything down that he's manifesting. Like it's not manifesting like we do with, it's not manifesting like the normal manifesting that we do where we like put our fingernails in a jar and like light it on fire. You I, know? Burned all of, all of, I, burned, I burned a lizard, a dead lizard. All of our, you know, all of our witches out there know what we're talking about, but he's like, writes everything down and he's very, he's, I think he's very heady in that way, but you know, um, and him and Camilla, I feel like I'm interested to hear their charts because I feel like they really give me just like, like very pure, like theater kid energy, like just like two theater kids who like can't stop making out except for they're like, actually they're like hot band geeks. You know what I mean? They're they're literally who, um, what was the guy there? Uh, Rachel, what was the, the fuck that show Glee? Yeah. Okay. So the Finn and Rachel. Michelle. Yeah. That, who's the guy that died? Corey Monteith or whatever. Corey Monteith Finn. Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle. That's who they wish that they were. Totally. That's right. who they probably grew up watching and like emulating. Right. Like they're like literally the, the karmic like retribution for what yeah. they saw go down on Glee, mm-hmm. like all the sinister shit and Loki, he yeah. was a heroin addict or something. Mm-hmm. And she's a monster. And it's like, okay, they, yeah. yeah, they want that theater kid Glee cast love, but like mm-hmm. maybe, uh, in a more tender way, which is, I think what yeah. they were going for. You know, heroin addicts aren't, aren't violent. They want to be chill. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. I think they were trying. Okay. So I yeah. have the charts up first of all. Mendez, this man, interesting chart. Okay. You know who his chart reminds me of, if anything? He's like the opposite of Paris Hilton, right? Oh, so like, interesting. So like Paris is an Aquarius sun, Leo moon. Yeah. Mendez is a Leo sun, Aquarius moon. Interesting. So like on the outside, he's just a star. He is that performer. Mm-hmm. He is that tender lover. He gives big love to everyone that he meets. Like you said, mm-hmm. could be a politician, right? And his moon, similar to Diana, just to bring it back, love a little callback to five minutes ago. It's like his moon is in Aquarius. So he does have this relationship with all the people. Like he mm-hmm. has a relationship with the culture, with the public, with broadcast, mm-hmm. with the internet. Also, when he's writing shit down, when he's super doing that man version of manifesting, I think that part of why he's like writing everything down so like meticulously actually like I think it's more like he's like channeling like we both should have dream journaled this morning right we missed the I did dream journal this morning Emmy I'm like the coach that would like should take my own advice but I'm really proud that (gasps) the people around me are dream journaling that's all I can say Mm -hmm. because it's like you had to dream journal because it was like wow this was so like profoundly hard to like it's like it was important so I think for him like he has his Uranus his south node and his uh actually and his Neptune and his moon all in uh Aquarius I think the reason he's writing it all down is because it's like it's more like he's getting like um you know what's it called it's like like um is it it's the sonar or whatever it is yeah yeah or like what is it called when it's like click 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 like uh morse code morse code like i think he's getting like sonar or like morse code from the other dimension and he's like i have to decipher it like i Mm -hmm. have to write it down because we have to translate this out of you know alien waves or that's and so i think that's part of his his like obsession with writing it all down Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like, yeah, I think he is here to just love the people and like be, a 
an example of love for all the people. And like, it's sort of, again, it's opposite Paris because Paris is like in front of all the people, no matter what, but low key, low key she's like, look, I'm a fucking DJ, you assholes. Like yeah. I actually have my, I'm not just Hilton. I'm not just famous. And then you find out like simple life was a character and you're like, whoa, you're yeah. actually not who we thought you were. I think Sean is like, no, he's exactly who he's, who he's acting yeah. like. And like, he is authentically that big performer lover. And from an inner place, he's like almost obligated to do it for the people. That's like how mm-hmm. he's going to heal us. Yeah. Love that. Now, Cammy. What about her? Cammy. Camilla, Cammy. Cammy, like we know her. Camila Cabello. Okay. Well, this is also a fun one because you don't know any guesses what her sun, moon, rising are. Is Camilla, oh gosh, I, is she a cancer? Close. Is she a Leo? No. Gemini? Sorry, close. I'm going to go through the whole I'm zodiac. Gonna, so, so no, I'm going to go through the whole okay, thing. Okay, okay. Big reveal yeah. here. Okay. And and actually, based on looking at this chart, I have a theory already. Yeah. Okay, so Cabell, she is a Pisces, 11th house, sun, Mercury, Venus. So she's super Piscean, wow. right? Then her moon is at the late degrees of Sagittarius. So that's where she's like, fuck it, I'm leaving the band. And where she's like, you know what? Like, uh, I don't care if you see my like tummy being a little bit not sucked in. And Mm -hmm. like, because she's a little bit like, like she's here to bring us like spiritual truth, right? Mm -hmm. Now get this, her rising, if this is correct, is in Taurus with Juno, the marriage asteroid, 13 degrees Taurus and all of a sudden Taurus just went or Uranus in Taurus just went retrograde it's at 14 degrees she's 13 mm-hmm. degrees on her marriage and her rising I'm gonna say based on this engaged let's look at the chart wow the stars are saying the stars are engaged yep, the stars are engaged the stars are spilling the tea and I think mm. that there is an engagement happening and I think you know, it's interesting because her son is like right where this Neptune is. So mm-hmm. even for us to be like, we saw a glimpse of it on TikTok, but yeah. we're not like sure, sure. That is such a great um, personification of this energy in real time, right? That mm-hmm. that Neptune is making things kind of blurry, right? And it's on her son, her ego, her marital status, her, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, we think we saw this, but did we? Okay. Mm-hmm. Their composite chart, meaning the chart yeah. of the relationship. Wow. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is a hard engage for me, dog. Okay. So the relationship, we don't know what his rising is. So we don't know what where this all falls, but the sun and the Venus are in Taurus. The Venus of the relationship is at 14 degrees Taurus, wow. where Uranus just went retrograde. Okay. Changing the status of the Venus, which is now dating engaged. And, oh, this is good. The relationship's moon is in Capricorn at 25 degrees. Pluto has been going retrograde at 25 degrees for the last, uh, like, I don't know, six months and just moved. I noticed last night it moved to the 24th degree. Mm -hmm. So there is like a a death and rebirth happening of the soul of their relationship. When Pluto goes direct again, it'll be like Mary, like, like there is a fundamental, uh, rebirth happening in the area of their moon. And, and just for, just for shits and giggles, because we've been talking about it, their moon is conjunct Neptune in this relationship chart, which means 
to me that this is a relationship that started in a past life and came back down here. Like it's confusing. Like, did we meet Mm -hmm. in this life? Did we meet in the other life? But either way, their souls feel intrinsically spiritually connected, like totally committed. And I feel that. I like, I definitely feel that too, just from what I've, what I've witnessed, like just from what I've witnessed of them through the media and through this documentary, allegedly, I got to watch the doc. I'm thrilled. Uh, You really do. It's, it's really, it's really funny. I think, and also a lot of what you've just said is going to become like, this is all very, this makes so much sense because you're going to see like this becoming very, very clear via his, you know, obviously it's, we can't trust all rock docs because they're, you know. Certainly. It's not in real time, et cetera. It's, it's edited and all of that stuff, but he does seem they, this all really makes sense. And they seem very well suited. And as long as they stop posting feet pics, did you see the, the foot pic that they post? Or it was like a few months ago with him, like holding that. I was like, get out of here with that. Oh, I no, I actually he was like holding that. up. He was like holding up her foot and like kissing the bottom. It was, it, they went like to the other it was like another, they, it's almost, they towed the line. They, they, they towed, towed the line. The line. <laughs> I was like, ew, babe. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. We're in the, I was like, we're in the middle of a, of we're in the middle of a pandemic. I can't. This is like, well, and I feel like I'm they also already do all scrolling those- all day. I don't need this. 100. Well, also, because if you're scrolling, aside from seeing him kissing her foot pics, there's also all those paparazzi pics of them like walking the dog with no shoes on. And like, they're like, <laughs> I know they're like casual couple. It's like, we don't even know what's on our fucking feet. It's like, man. We know, we've seen where those little tootsies have been. We see where they've been by the paparazzi. You cannot walk around West Hollywood and then put the foot in your mouth. No, that can't, that can't happen, but I I love them that way. I do think actually that's something not, not for real. Does anybody know, can you get COVID from stepping on a germ and sucking someone's toe? Honestly, I feel like no, because it's we've the, of the surface thing. It's not a surfacey. We've learned who fucking knows. I don't know. I feel like when, when COVID was first trending and back in season one of COVID, (laughs) (laughs) back in COVID season one, March, 2020, I felt like I was all up on the like when can it be transit? Like when we were like washing all of our groceries outside, like, you know, I feel like we were all like- No, huge moment for the crazy. vegetable spray industry. I feel like the Sean kissing Camilla's feet pictures, like that reminds me of like the Courtney, the Courtney Travis thumb sock. It's like yes. they were maybe just trying to compete with like the hot couples of Hollywood. And they're like, okay, we're not going to do fingers. They already did that. Like let's do Tez. Now, speaking of other iconic- uh, I don't know how do how do how do we segue into Honey Boo Boo? Hmm. Oh God, they're like, if if they're the like, I guess the the, the court jester. <laughs> if we're talking about the court, okay, yeah, there we go, there that's, we go. That's tragic. That's kind of tragic. Honey Boo came out this week, letting us all know actually she's Alana and she's a normal ass kid and she doesn't mm-hmm. like her portrayal, rightfully so, on uh, the show. And it Mm -hmm. just was her, I believe it was. Yeah. So it was literally just her or about to be her 16th birthday. Let's see. Let me get the date. August 28th. Okay. So two days from now, it will be Alana's not honey, baby. It will be Alana's 16th birthday. Mm -hmm. And she wants us to know I'm just a kid. I go to school. I do get bullied for my hair, nails, and weight, but either way, I don't let it, mm-hmm. I don't let the haters get at me because yeah. this is who I am and I like who I am. And mm-hmm. I'm interested in what you think. I mean, when you, when I said honey boo boo news and you were like, yeah, I'm down, like, what are, yeah. you, what are you, where are you at with honey boo boo right now? And sorry, I'm so sorry. Alana, Alana, her name is Alana. Alana. 
Yes, please. Um, her identifier is Alana. Um, she identifies as an Alana. Um, but I, you know, it was interesting because when I saw, I think what I clicked on the first link that you sent me was her, her this like Good Morning America um, spot where she was announced as being on Dancing with the Stars Junior. Right? That was that was the whole yeah. thing. Which yeah. I love. So the, which she I love back the reality TV status that she has she's no she's not honey boo boo on dancing with the stars junior she's motherfucking alana yeah she's alana and um so yeah she's taking back her reality tv identity by going on another reality yes. tv show <laughs> by um the, the the hand you're dealt we'll look in the chart it, totally. I, now i'm looking at the chart it kind of explains why this is all being done on tv but yes this yeah. is a very fu- a funny way to take back your identity is a different reality show yeah i want to yeah, sure. dance where it's probably not your number one thing yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I'm very just interested in the, in the whole, the whole thing. I mean, I, I think especially, first of all, I love the glam pics that, that she did for Teen Vogue. She so looks cute. so cute. I I love the fits. She's wearing Gucci. Like it's really fun. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for her. I definitely, I've got a lot, a lot bumps for me in the, in the honey, sorry, excuse me, in the Alana, you know, nay, honey boo boo realm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mama June is one of the most terrifying characters i think in all of Indeed pop culture she is. she's really turned into a, a more than a more of a villain than we ever even realized yeah and i just i i am definitely i think that i don't think we're out of the woods yet with honey boo boo is my excuse me with alana um i just i think that yeah there's something that we're out of the woods yet with with her and i i guess i i don't know if i think her intentions can be pure i just don't know if she's i think that she's just so in this factory that she's been raised in that I don't know if she can purely I I just don't know if it can I just I don't think we're out of the woods yet I know that sounds really ominous and I'm not really being clear but I just don't think we're out of the woods no I think I think look if anything that whole show you know the honey boo boo show in it because it started because she was on like the pageant show right so toddlers and tiaras yeah so they were on toddlers and tiaras and then it they got a spinoff show because they were like the most ridiculous characters from toddlers mm-hmm. and tiaras and we're going to talk about it as com- as compared to jojo siwa because i think it's a similar thing where it's like mm-hmm. the dance moms are actually putting these little kids 
front and center. Now I think with Jojo, it's a little bit different because Jojo had real fucking talent and still mm-hmm. does. Whereas I think Alana, Alana, we see you, we hear you, we are here for you. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she was really like, Durr. I mean, she was like, mom, you know, they're just like making fun of us because we're fat hicks. And the mom was like, just mm-hmm. do it, boo boo. I need drug money. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah, well, that that's was literally, like, I, it's literally what happened. <laughs> that's like, yeah, like that. I'm not even like, right. The, yeah. the, the, the you know, the mom is sort of a Michael Lohan just trying to fucking get the kids mm-hmm. fame to pay for whatever back end mafia yeah. shit in the, you know, backwoods there. And in that case, I mean, mm-hmm. just mean like pills, but it's yeah. like, so, okay. When I look at Alana's chart, it makes so much sense to me because mm-hmm. Alana has her son. We know two days from now, happy birthday girl in Virgo in the 10th house. So she is here to be 10th house is like public. It's, it's your mm-hmm. career. It's public figures. It's like mm-hmm. the society, it's the system, right? Mm-hmm. So she has her son in Virgo in the 10th house. She has her Mercury conjunct, meaning in the exact same place as her mid heaven, her legacy, her public mm-hmm. persona in Leo, like fame is her like cross to bear it's what Mm. she does have to work with like mid heaven and leo with her mercury there she is going to be known as a performer and sun in virgo in public public space we're seeing the beginning of alana's right the the flower has not yet blossomed but we're seeing Mm -hmm. that it's not just a stem there's a there's a there's a blossom here because when you have your mercury conjunct your mid heaven in leo it means like for her the first step of the flower blooming is to go, I speak for myself. Mm -hmm. And like all of this stuff has been put out, you know, out around me and about me. And I've been used in this same way. Like that kind of, she has been used to do the work of like, go tap dance, Bobo. And like, Mm -hmm. just let me yell you on camera, Bobo and -hmm. whatever. And and just say dumb shit, Bobo. Right. Mm -hmm. But actually now that she's kind of coming into her, her teen years, right? She's having this moment. And it's interesting too, because Saturn works in seven year cycles for Mm -hmm. the most part. So it's like, okay, at seven, there was one Saturn thing happening. It was probably when she was just starting, you know, the honey boo boo phase. Then at Mm -hmm. 14, she had that Saturn opposition. Wow. It's like, and and right now she's having a Saturn opposition, but it would happen earlier in the year, but where it's like, wait a second, wait a second. Like, like, who are you if you're not where you started? Like, what's the mm-hmm. opposite of where you started, but still this, but sort of in this, in the equal and opposite, right? So now at 14, she's realizing, yo, I'm actually just like a kid in school. And not only am I getting bullied mm-hmm. for no fucking reason, and everybody knows my family's dirty laundry. They think my sister's name is Pumpkin and they think my name's Honey Boo Boo. And so she's like, okay, not only am I just going to like be a kid for a minute, but now mm-hmm. she's turning 16 and she's like, and I'm going to say something about it. And I'm going to actually yeah. like, and this it's so the timing is beautiful because this last full moon was, was really right opposite her mercury and her midheaven so it's almost Mm. like the sun was was shining on her on her home and it was shining Mm -hmm. in her fourth house of like who she really is behind closed doors and what her childhood was like or the moon was shining i apologize the Mm -hmm. moon was illuminating but then the sun on the other hand was going but this is what people see so her going okay i'm gonna say something now yes it's gonna align with when this new show is coming out things work out Mm -hmm. right but i think it's perfect timing because it's like right before her birthday she gets to do that virgo thing which is in fact to edit clarify Mm -hmm. take back her mental health speak for herself use precision to actually communicate that she's not who we thought that she was when she was in her you know being pushed out onto the stage leo yeah 
Yeah, for sure. I think that that's going to be great to see. I hope, I hope it happens. You know, I really hope it happens. You know, I think that like seeing the, that whole family and everything, I mean, it was so, I think at the time, I mean, it was as you know, we've talked about before, you know, it really is, was at the dawn of sort of reality TV in this way that we were just looking for funny characters and like crazy characters and, you know, in their own slice of life kind of way. But with this one, it's like, it's, you know, it's not like Jojo Siwa in the sense that her family, while, you know, Jojo was getting yelled at by, you know, by Abby and all of that stuff, like her family seemingly maybe, you know, they, they weren't as, tragically like there wasn't you know drug abuse and sexual assault stories coming out about you know it's like I think that the most um, tragic thing about Jojo was that fucking bow like like that hairline hairline. the hairline and the bow is the biggest pain of it all it's not that she's gay it's that at 16 she's still got that bow on no her coming out as gay was the fucking best thing that happened it was was like great news. it was great it was amazing it was like it was so cool and her you know not infantilizing herself anymore and everything because that could have gone super dark but you know I think with the um with Alana and Mama June and all of and all of them I mean like that was something where I was like okay we're seeing their home and everything and just sort of watching this car crash I mean like oh no like I think we went a little too far with this one you know and so I think that there that there was I just feel like yes reality tv now maybe there's like slightly more accountability i hope that there is you know but this feels like back then it was pretty glaring and now hopefully they're gonna take back the mama juna sober you know fingers crossed toddlers and tiaras on tlc it was i think yeah well i'm gonna throw this out there and if you're listening again this is not uh you know i don't want to get got for this but if you're listening tlc producers if if there's any Hollywood Illuminati other than like Weinstein, Epstein, and the and the Dark Holocaust Jews that have mm-hmm. kind of come up and used their power incorrectly, it is the producers of TLC because they were yes. doing the most because it's like basically their biggest interest was in yeah like showing these different families lives but it was like mm. all these credits like like during that same time of toddlers and tiaras and then the spinoff of honey boo boo we're just gonna watch this flailing family crash and burn and we're gonna make fun of them forever yeah. and pretend that we're paying them so it's worth it i mean they are paying them but it's like these people are just hard up for cash like they would have yeah. yeah of course they're gonna do it right it, yeah totally. will i exploit myself so that i can get paid and buy my drugs and also send you know get the kid a backpack yeah hell yeah right but that was all happening around the same time as like the 19 kids in counting show was coming out. Mm-hmm. I even made in, in 2017, I, uh, for many reasons, it was never completed, but I actually ventured to make a documentary about that church, about like Christian fundamentalist. And actually, I believe the name, if I remember correctly, was something really fucking weird. I think it was the Quiverful movement. Stop it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I don't know if it's orgasms Ew. or babies, but motherfuckers be yeah. quivering. That's for sure. Gross. Like the Quiverful yeah. Where it's like the woman is meant to birth as many children as possible so that she could get closer to God and the sons are allowed to molest the daughters and the, you know, that's like all a part of the culture. Like when I did that documentary, we started looking into a lot of the like homeschool curriculum that that they were using. And it was basically like, these are frogs. This is a graph. This is what happens if you get abused. Don't tell. Next page. And it's all this gobbledygook, but it's all this like propaganda really teaching kids to allow abuse or like when you get abused it's actually what makes you stronger and that's where you go to your connection with god and actually they're just teaching kids to dissociate when they get fucking diddled or whatever it's really fucked up 
But it's like there's something very devious about the producers of TLC at that time. And on a karmic level, I hope that they at least have reflected on some of the harm that perhaps they cause. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that even they still have the shows that are like and counting with now like the daughters of spinoff shows. And it's like oh, big God, yeah. one of them wears jean shorts or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's like the TLC producers are sinister as fuck. And if there is any like dark reptilian energy in the in the Hollywood you know, TV um, mega world. I think the TLC producers are the most evil and devious uh, uh, from that time. I don't know if they still are anymore. Not sure what the programming is, but at that time, the reality shows that were, yeah, I just, I feel like TV producers, we have to make our own network and be the the new generation of producers because they don't give a fuck about the, even like the, the, even back to this season of the, the Nat James season of the Bachelor, like they're, oh, they're scrubbing everybody's social media, but they didn't give, Rachel Corconnell a heads up hey this is a massively racist IG post yeah on the black back like it's like they had to have seen it and known and been like hee 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 don't tell them let's let it play out on TV and it's yeah. like fuck you guys let's fuck cause you. this like awful trauma to this person like totally no it's right. so it's pretty it's pretty glaring but what's interesting about like someone like Alana Honey Boo Boo and everything is that and really sad is that look at you know, someone like Jojo Siwa, you know, it's like, like Honey Boo Boo. It's, I, you know, I guess they're very, very different characters or whatever or people, but it's like Jojo became this icon of like, and, you know, with like merch deals and all of this stuff. And, right. you know, and Honey Boo Boo didn't, Alana didn't have that kind of care, I guess, of, of people around her, or maybe there just wasn't as much of an ask for that. Well, for her. I don't, yeah, like, I don't know what products they would have for, like, unless it was just yeah. like, you know, Narcan, like, I don't know if yeah. Narcan needs sponsors, but like, at that yes. point, it's like, what was it going to be like Chick-fil-A or Narcan? Like, it's like, these yeah. are not big, they're not sponsored. Red Bull. Red, right. Go-go Red juice. Bull and the Mountain Dew. Yeah. Right. What was Red that? Bull. Yeah. What was the go-go juice? What was that? Red, yeah. Red Bull and Mountain Dew was what they fed. Yeah. Mama June would give, would give a mixture of Red Bull and Mountain Dew to Honey Boo Boo before she would go and perform to like really amp her up. So she would be like, you know, like on crack basically. Like it's like at that point, I would prefer that she shared her illegally bought Ritalin or Adderall with the kid. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. actually war like Mountain Dew and Red Bull to jack your four-year-old up to perform and then get like basically laughed at by the public so that you could get her a backpack for school is so fucking painful. Yeah. It's so horrible. But it, it's, it, yeah, I think this is part of the like, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking at Honey <clears throat> Alana's chart mm-hmm. right now. And speaking of this, this degree in Taurus that we keep coming back to, her uh, Mars is in Taurus at 16 degrees. So Mm. what are we seeing? She is actually, Mars is like the work that she's here to do and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like what fires her up, what gets her going. So yes, on the one hand, she does want to be comfortable and she does work. She is sort Mm -hmm. of a workhorse, but it's all for the sake of like getting money and and getting, you know, a a pillow to sleep on and maybe sending her mom to rehab or whatever. But it's interesting because like we said, Uranus, right on like right by the degree of her mars just went retrograde so that's what we're seeing it's like boom like lightning bolt down to the system remember honey boo boo she's alana now and this is like whoa changing everything and i think dancing with the stars is going to be a great like now plus size capizio we got your girl okay like (gasps) now she has a shot at getting those sponsorships and getting that kind of support that I don't think that that she no I don't think anyone was looking out for her whatsoever I don't think anyone no there was no strategy 
it was, there was no strategy. It was just money now for like for drugs. I mean, and that's no lie. Her, her mother is really, you know, has been very out about her um, drug abuse on drugs. But, you know, it's interesting, too, because I look at when I last thing I'll say about Alana's chart, Alana's moon is in the eighth house in Gemini, which means, number one, Gemini moon. She's actually I don't think she's angry at her mother. I think, and, and because it's in the eighth house, the eighth house is kind of like, um, a lot of times you can look, look at it and like, not only is it things that happen behind mm. closed doors, it's, it's also sort of using, this is not even, this is just the house. Yeah. Eighth house is sort of like leveraging other people, leveraging other people's stuff. It's a lot of times it will relate to the mother's karma that then you have to transmute, right? Gemini moon means she not only, I think has compassion for her mother mm. and actually does feel grateful and and because because look at the end of the day if june boo-boo wasn't such a bad mom honey boo-boo might just be alana with and she's gonna go work at the dairy queen and that's not a bad life if that's what you're doing we respect you but it's like she actually does now have this opportunity to do i mean aside from just now getting like normal sponsorships that might actually get get her an apartment and and take care of her and and help in every way I do think that long term she could be a real deal like mental health advocate and like a body mm-hmm. body love advocate and I think she's mm-hmm. going to have a really I mean her mercury on her midheaven with her saturn in Leo 2 she's going to have an important public career and she's just mm-hmm. still finding out who she is but I think that moon in Gemini means not only does she have forgiveness for her mother and forgiveness for the sort of you know the journey she's been on but it's also showing that like there are two sides and there are multiple sides to every yeah. story. So now like the totally. North Node is in Gemini and we are mm-hmm. seeing, Hey, actually let me reveal this behind closed doors thing to mm-hmm. you. Like I'm actually not who you think I am. Okay. So now we've gotten to the, the real meat and potatoes of this hijacked version of the space trash pod, because as you guys know, uh, Molly doesn't watch the bachelor and yeah. Emmy and I have been really, I mean, the, the bachelor, I think it's safe to say that in many ways was, was one of the highlights of this plague so far. I just oh, yeah. started watching bachelor in paradise. I have a lot of thoughts, questions, comments about it, but first Ugh. the burning question on everyone's mind from the last season of the bachelorette, Katie Thurston's season, the apparent front runner uh, ended up leaving in the final moments and she accused him of gaslighting what is your take on and i talked about this with whoever will talk about it with me i have mm. i have opinions do you think greg first of all what was she even saying like what did she even say that he was doing that was gaslighting do you think he was gaslighting like is it is it greg get a grippo or greg the gaslighter what do you think greg get a grippo is iconic thank you, you very shirts, much merch for just- is merch it's definitely merch. It's definitely merch. You know, I I'm so happy to talk to the, about this as well. I mean, this is like my number one thing right now. It's the, the highlight of my life. Um, yeah. So basically, I I'm definitely more leaning towards Team Greg on this from this whole entire thing. I mean, I think that Katie was really too quick to sort of label like label gaslighting. I feel like gaslighting is very much in the like 
the cultural so zeitgeist right now. It's so memeable. It's on all the Discover pages if you've ever dated a narcissist. Yes, or like gaslighting narcissist. It's like, and these are like clinical terms that people are right. sort of like throwing around. And so I actually don't think, and she tried to, and she attempted to define gaslighting, like, because Caitlin Bristow right. asked her and I she couldn't, she didn't the- even- it, no, it she was, didn't give the correct actually, definition. No, I actually, where's my notebook? I wrote it down at the time because it was so jar. It was like her definition of gaslighting was like when someone tries to make you like think that what you think isn't true. It was like when someone tries no, to it was like feel crazy or something. It's like, well, you no, it was, it was, no, um, someone tries to make you think that it's your fault. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, like- yeah, 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 yeah. When someone tries to put the blame on you and make it your fault. It's like, first of all, that's not what gaslighting is. no. And even no. that's what I'm saying, though, even like the reality producers are not responsible. Somebody should have been like caught. You know, it's not live. We know it's not fucking live. Hey, Katie, yeah. before we fucking spew this misinformation out to Bachelor Nation, the most like th- like the actual most powerful political party on planet Earth right now, like that is not the definition of gaslighting. Yeah, no, it's not. And like, and I just, you know, do I think, I think Greg probably is very immature and made some mistakes. I don't think it was right that he said, you know, that he didn't have any regrets. I mean, that, that, yeah, like I get that, that, that that's a bummer, you know what I mean? But I think that during the actual, the actual fight that they, or the actual disagreement and everything that they had, I mean, I think that I, I did really see where Greg was coming from because he was asking for- Greg was right. She is with the right person. Yeah. And like, and exactly. And he, and he was right. And I think that, um, yeah. And I just think that this whole Greg's an actor thing, while that's like a nice narrative to have in hindsight, you know what I mean? Like exactly. He wishes. And it's like, he's not nowhere near, no one is smart enough to be masterminding that whole thing and be acting the whole time. It's like, you know what? But I actually, because I'm a super fan getting my PhD, it's not, I'm not getting my PhD in bachelor studies, but I could like, I could like her PhD. doctorate and bachelor yeah i really i'm like i'm going i consume so much content i'm probably going that way but i'm accruing the credits um and you'll actually end up being the first professor of i look forward to that i look forward to the first where emmy's going to be known as writing the first bachelor textbook ever written. yes for sure i love that for you but i was here i heard him on another podcast and he was talking about this and this like little insight was i was like oh babe i like i get you i'm like i see we're you're coming from here that basically so after his the whole thing is that him and um him and katie really bonded over the um over the losses of their father and fathers and greg's loss was like pretty recent it was like only in the last couple of years or like last two to three years and which is you know that's that's very recent and then like in the span of of life and um and basically he was on this podcast sort of talking about, you know, his sort of process of, of grief and everything. Cause I think that that was sort of brought into, into the sort of conversation between the two of them. And, and um, he basically, he said that he did go to therapy after his father passed away. He went twice a week for nine months and then his therapist dropped dead. Oh so my God. So like, I definitely think that this is like a real, like wounded ass human being. And like, probably not the most mature person, you know, and just like coming from a real sad, dark place that they're going to do crazy shit when they're put in, like when they're backed into a corner and like, and, um, and yeah. And so definitely I, yeah, I'm definitely team Greg in this whole thing. And I think that Katie, like, I was really excited and rooting for her. And I thought that actually, you know, she was, did a good job as the bachelorette. You know what I mean? Like, great. Yeah. I I thought she was actually like more authentic than I've seen anyone be in a while. Although, although 
and we can, you know, we can. I think I know what you're going to talk about. Well, the Thomas episode was where I stopped to trusting her. And even in this, in this current season of Bachelor in Paradise, I'm I'm really confused about why they're trying to villainize this guy so hardcore. Here's the thing, right? They did a thing in Katie's season. If you didn't watch one of her very out of the box group dates. We've never seen this on bachelor history. As far as I know, I'm, I'm sort of a newbie, but it was probably mm-hmm. the most evolved, uh, you know, group date I've ever seen. They sat around a circle and worked with a therapist and it shared- wasn't a therapist. It was bachelor. Nick, it was ex bachelor, Nick Bile. footnote to what I just said. The podcast that I heard Greg on was Nick Biles podcast. Number one, Nick, we, we stand you, we support you. We do think you should get some kind of a certification just so that Greg, like, you could have like, right. Nick Vial should have come out of the wings and gone, actually, Katie, I study psychology and gaslighting mm-hmm. is not about when you try to make it seem like it's someone else's fault or whatever. What did she say? What yeah. does it say it again? It was like, yeah, literally she was like, she was like gaslighting is when you try to make someone else, the other person think it's their fault. It's like, it's just not, that's not what it is. That's it's not like, what it is. Blaming yeah. someone or having a misunderstanding with someone or getting your heart broken is in fact not gaslighting. Right. Yep. And the only thing that I could say, and then, and then we'll come back to this. The only thing I could say about Grippo where it wasn't gaslighting, but and maybe this was just something we didn't see what actually happened on the episode was that Greg saw Katie and Blake's date before Mm -hmm. his date. And he saw them hardcore making out. And that is when he started to feel like there was real competition because Mm -hmm. it is safe to say, and she was saying it to him, like, you're the front runner. Like, I like you the best. She went on Mm -hmm. two months with him. She liked him the best, right? Mm -hmm. But when he saw Blake and Katie on at this final yeah. because I don't think anyone thought that the wh- whoever the third guy that ended up there was he was just there by default like or Justin yeah Justin hot cool but I don't know what they had going on justice for hot. Justin rough justice for Justin get him on paradise or get yeah. him on another I mean he wouldn't even know this dude is and he was just I there know. kind of being the like other guy right yeah I mean, sure. it was, yeah, I was like glad his parents didn't come they were dead fucking right like don't waste our time <laughs> with this shit you're not gonna marry this person they were right yeah but it's like, I think the only thing that Greg could have said that he didn't say was, I saw you guys making out and it hurt me. Like, mm-hmm. that's where he maybe wasn't telling the whole truth. But I do think that, like, he was right in the end. He said, I'm just, he was getting the vibe that you're not mm-hmm. going to choose me. And she was not sure. She was between mm-hmm. Greg and Blake. And mm-hmm. Greg and her did have like this trauma bond that they shared about the loss of the father. I mean, Greg cried every motherfucking episode. He did. It's acting. Give him an award. This guy yeah. can cry like a motherfucker on command, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't actually think he was acting. I think he, he did have, and it makes sense actually now in that context that also his therapist that he was doing this work with that he has real attachment issues Crazy. and right. Yeah. So. so when he, yeah. when he saw Katie and Blake making out, what happened was he got triggered Yeah. and he had a flood of maybe some flooding. If you want to use therapy terms, he had some flooding where he's like, Oh my God. And now I've like, now, you know, I, I'm with this person and they're about to abandon me. And mm-hmm. he was dead fucking right. His, yeah. you know, the way he did it, maybe wasn't in the best way yeah. or the information he shared, but he was actually right the fuck on. And I hated the way that they were framing it. Like I was on my knees begging. It's like, Katie, there was a chair. You could have sat in the chair right next to him. I actually yeah. went back and checked the tape. She yeah. sat there on the floor by choice. Nobody was like, yeah. maybe the, maybe the producers were like, get on the floor and beg so we can say that. Yeah. 
pad, right? But there was a, it was a, it was an outdoor patio. She could have pulled up a chair. There was a chair. There was so much patio furniture. There was, yeah, there was furniture. You didn't beg on your knees. You sat on the curb. Huge fucking difference. I think Katie, if anyone is the gaslighter here, because I would agree saying that she's the one that's saying, if you love someone, you don't do X, Y, and Z. Actually, Katie, he was right. And I'm so embarrassed for Blake. Good thing Blake is such a fucking sweetie patiti who seems to sort of have a, there's just enough autism to not be offended by anything, which I really like. Yeah. I think that's what sort of what I'm looking for in a person now. But it's like, yeah. it's like for her to go on after the final rose and not be, and, and be number one, that not over it. And number two, not say she, if she was a cooler person, and I think she's a very cool person. And we've all been mm-hmm. in these moments, but mm-hmm. I think that like, if she was an even more elevated, whether it was from an authentic place or a strategy place, she should have said, I'm sorry, Greg, you were right. I'm engaged to the love of my life. And at the time I was not sure. So I was deeply hurt because I, I might've picked you, but I'm glad that I didn't because I'm with the right person for her to yeah. still be that angry. It's like, Katie, you're really not giving your relationship much justice here. Mm-hmm. How embarrassing for Blake. Like yeah. you're still mad about that. Well, if you're still mad about it, then it's probably because you think that on some level you were going to pick him. Don't let Blake think that. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And also it's like, yeah, as I said before, like, you know, when people like, especially if you're like really hurting and you're in a bad place, you know, it's like, and if you're pushed into a corner, it's like, it's obvious that Greg shuts down, you know, he's like, he, he shuts down. And that's, that was you know, and that's not that, gaslighting. That's just, no. a, that's just somebody who's still learning. Trust me. Sometimes I shut down. Sometimes I send 4,000 voice notes or text messages. It's yeah. like, until we really mature, we yeah. don't really know how we, you know, we, we have these mm-hmm. like, you know, survival mechanisms that kick into play. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was just trying to protect himself. Yes, for sure. For sure. And like, yeah. And I just felt that, um, Katie really like laying into him on the, after the final, after the final rose was, crazy i mean i think that she probably was really gassed up yeah i feel like she's probably gassed up not gas lip probably gassed up like from producers and the whole thing and all of the like you know she she definitely doesn't have the um the gentlest touch i feel like she can be a little like she can her and blake i think are like definitely meant for each other because they have like about you know they're like as graceful as they just don't have it. They don't have that gene. Like, right. And, and I, I did. So I did a deep dive with sister of podcast, Casey D bunker. Mm. Uh, that's actually her name's actually Casey bunker. Now she got married, but she came on to thwart some rumors that Molly had spread about the beach raking scene in the early nineties and, Bayhead, New Jersey. So she had to come debunk got it, the, got the, it. The, the, the claims that Molly made. But then we that. did a deep dive on Greg and Blake and Katie. And, I, and I'll give you the cliffs notes of it. I think that Greg and Katie were showing us a past life karmic relationship. And I think mm. that Katie and Blake are straight up soulmates meant yeah. to be together. And I think sometimes mm. when we have, you know, if, if you've ever Googled what is a twin flame, I know that you know that there are sometimes mm-hmm. these relationships that feel like toxic or fucked up or like not from the healthiest place, but that yeah. you can't quite shake and that do still affect you on that level. I think that yeah. Katie was mad at Greg from a past life. And I think that this whole bachelor thing was like a, an expedited version of them playing out mm-hmm. their karmic history together yeah. and that it was meant to end but yeah katie play it way cooler why would you be like that for everyone's sake it's just so uncool but now it's this is crazy. where i was going now we'll phase into paradise so on katie's season therapist therapist not therapist nick vial came and he led a group boys talk share 
your deepest darkest truth or something I think it was like share your deepest darkest truth truth which I think they all kind of like took as like share something really like unbecoming about yourself you know right, right? right. share a trauma share a secret share something even Katie herself the- was like I wasn't even planning on sharing because the show is so fucking backwards but I guess I will yeah. I I dated my date rapist trying to make it right and that was like mm, yeah reveal and all the yeah. guys had big reveals I lost my wife I you know I or like it was like this or- is bad a bad thing I've done bad thing I've done. So Thomas's big reveal was, um, to be honest, I wasn't so sure before I came on the bachelor, if it was possible to find love here, but I did think about becoming the bachelor myself, you know, for my own career or whatever. Now, Katie at that time, we saw it happen was like, that's cool. Mm. Thanks for admitting it. And the truth truth is there is not a single person there who doesn't have that thought. No one, not any man on that show didn't think, well, if I don't find love, maybe I'll be the bachelor. That's what the show is. That literally. So actually in this honesty circle, not only is he the only one being honest, but Katie was okay with it and appreciated it. Then Mm -hmm. they all ganged up on him and they're like, no, Katie, he literally said this in the next episode. They're sharing with her what he said, but he already said it in the group talk. And she's acting like this is news to her. Yeah. And then she, she dumps him, your bachelor audition. Oh, God. And it's like, he told you. That's like when you get in a fight with someone and you think the water's under the bridge and then they bring it up again in your next fight. It's like, why are, yeah. I thought we talked about that. Like, mm-hmm. how can you bring up the thing I did three years ago? Yeah. Like, they, he, that was his big share. How is she like, you're kidding me? He said that. Yeah, he said it to your motherfucking face, you idiot. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, totally. It's, it's so crazy. I know it's, it's just, I feel like also justice for Thomas because I like, I don't, I think that he, it seems like he like, is just being very honest, you know, and been like, and he was sort of like, oops, like, can we not say that? I thought everyone thought that, you know, so like literally being, he was the only honest person there got, yeah. got kicked off for it by a woman who was not being honest because she actually the day before was okay with it. And now she's letting the crowd mob mentality sway her into getting this asshole off the show. It's like, okay, this is so crazy. And also I want to say, I do have Thomas's chart up. I have all their charts up. I got Stop the it. How did you find, there. how did you find their charts? If they're up, I just Googled, I Googled their names That's and their charts. Insane. So, so Thomas's chart interesting too, but so it's like, so it's like, then we come to Bachelor, okay? Now it's Bachelor, or no, we come to Paradise. It's Bachelor in Paradise now. And Thomas, you know, they're all like, anybody can come except for Thomas. Ugh. Anybody coming down the stairs would be cool except Thomas. Of course, who walks down the stairs? But Thomas, duh, no shit, okay. Yeah. Now, Thomas is 6'6", looking real good. I would have liked to see him as a bachelor. Thomas could get it, okay? He's one of the only attractive people on the beach, to be honest. And he immediately, you know, invites the girls that he likes on dates with him. Yeah. Which I'm shocked that everybody likes Serena P. I mean, I can't believe I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot. Vanilla to me. Like, I cannot believe how fucking basic she seems. But okay. Even in her intro, she does that cartwheel. And like, she's the only one. And they do like, this is the person. She's like, like, watch at the end of when her name comes up at the beginning credits. She does a cartwheel and they have her like awkwardly turn. It's like, I just, to me, she has like no fuck in her body. She doesn't have any sensuality. She seems boring as fuck. Maybe that's what your people are looking for in a wife. So that's why she's like Mm -hmm. sort of the front runner. But I'm shocked that she made it as far into max season. She didn't like couples yoga. She was too intimate for it. It's like, she's, she's whack. She's a bad I think she's super whack. Like she kind of like, 
and the thing is, I think that she thinks she's really awesome and cool and like interesting. And I find her to be like, I would not want to be on the beach with her. I feel like she's really like weirdly intimidating in the way that she like thinks she's like really like cool. I don't know. I'm just like not, I'm just well, not No, it's like, her. it's sort of like a, a pop, like I was going to even say Regina George, but Regina George had more flavor. It's almost yeah. just like the popular girl who's just like is popular. And so like everything yeah. she does is like, it's like, it's like the popular girl in like a super Christian town is like the vibe. Yeah. I get. It's like the For popular sure. girl because like she goes to like purity camp and like- It's is, honestly a little like, bit Rachel from Glee. It's, it's a little what? bit Rachel. It's a little bit Rachel from Glee, but without the singing. Yes, except that behind the scenes, Rachel from Glee was dating the fucking heroin addict and is a I mean, monster offset. But in the character, yeah, the character of Rachel on Glee. No, but actually, maybe it is a little Leah Michelle. Like I could see her kind of being a monster. Now I'm just like making up things. Oh, but see, I don't think I don't she's know, the same but... kind of monster as Leah. Like I mm. think monster. I think Leah out there fucking being a sort of Lillian devil bad girl. Yeah. I think Serena is like so vanilla. She's just yeah. like I think she's boring, right? But yeah, okay, I agree. so. Thomas comes down the beach. Who does he want to date? Of course, all the guys, when they were first meeting, were like, we just want to date Serena P. Grocery store Joe won her heart for the first week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Fine. This guy's going through his own trauma because he and Kendall didn't work out. We have to look into that story. I missed that whole season. Yep. But he he takes her on a date and she basically is like, look, you're hot, would fuck, but all the drama surrounding you because all the men really prepped me to hate you is too confusing and overwhelming for me to, um, I don't, I don't want to do it. And honestly, I thought, you know, they're all kissing each other. I think she probably just liked the, she thought they make, if the makeout was better with Thomas, she might've hung in there. I think, yeah. I think it's very typical of really hot guys to not be the best in bed because they don't have mm-hmm. to be. So I could see yeah. grocery short Joe being a better love maker, kisser. Wooer. I agree. Right. Also, yeah. we know that Thomas is like super fucking defensive because he is coming in there as a villain. Right. And all the guys yeah. have been talking shit about him. Totally. So he's on this date. She breaks up with him. Then after the date, he goes and he talks to the guys. And again, he has now Bachelor Nation is saying how manipulative. It's not authentic that he was sorry because he was just doing it to get in their good graces. Actually, what he did was something I maybe have never seen a man in my fucking life do, which is look all those guys in the eye and say, I lied to you and I'm sorry. And I did this and I'm sorry. And here he he lists out every fucked up thing mm-hmm. he ever did to any of them, which, by the way, wasn't that fucked up. You're on the motherfucking bachelorette. Yeah. Right? So like and, and he was getting bullied anyway. But mm-hmm. OK, OK, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then he has this honest talk with them they all forgive him he's having a great time beautiful moment then this is my favorite part this is my favorite part because serena did the exact same thing like the exact thing that she said she didn't want any part of she like went around the motherfucking pot she like she went around and like was she was like i don't want anything to do with this drama then she went around and started like told everyone what he said and and told it poorly and like miss like and like and misconstrued it to everybody. Right. And so she misconstrued to everybody specifically who I want to say, who do I hope the next bachelor is? I hope it's Trey. I hope it's Trey because mm. poor Trey is a gentle, sweet boy. He mm-hmm. truly must have just been a nerd growing up. And what he, mm-hmm. what she said about Trey also so embarrassing was like Trey. He she said that he said that Trey is insecure and needs a lot of reassurance, which is, uh, I think probably true. And sure. also not something that any man on bachelor in paradise wants to hear okay mm-hmm. especially when your girl wishing that she was going out with riley instead this guy's in a purely vulnerable moment but yeah. here's the thing thomas said that before they had this man talk 
mm-hmm. actually wasn't saying it in a malicious way. Mm-hmm. And then Serena P came out and got this, this little plant. I mean, they're just, they must have like drinking, like, you know, like in clubs, there's like a two drink minimum. They must have like a five drink minimum or something in order. You must have yeah. to sign something that you're going to get drunk and act a fool because then mm-hmm. she tells this to Trey. Why would she do that? Mm-hmm. Also just so mean. So dumb. So dumb. So, so mean. They had already squashed the beef, but then, then Trey is coming at Thomas like, yo, I thought that we talked about this, but low key, you're still, ex-. it's like, no, he did that before yeah. the talk. Yeah. How can we sure. act like, it's like once the talk happens then anything moving forward, you get to use mm-hmm. against him yeah. before the talk, he was still the villain and he had not yeah. apologized yet. And you all were treating him like he was some kind of like a pariah. Like, of course that, of course he yeah. was defensive. Come on. Yeah. I just think it's shitty, like, because then after sort of like, then Trey confronts Thomas about what Thomas said to Serena. And then I don't like that Trey was like, I'm not talking about this anymore. This is our last conversation. I don't think that kind of shit is fair. I think that it's very easy to be petty when you're the like, when, when Thomas is the odd man out, you know what I mean? Like, and I just don't think that that's the right thing to do. But see, here's the thing, right? Number one, he had to have been crunk. Okay. Second of all, I think that if what Thomas is saying is true, which I think we kind of know to be true from everything we've ever seen of mm-hmm. Trey before. He's like particularly insecure and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to have those. Like, I think him saying, like, I think it was just to me, it was like sad because he's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it again. We're not talking anymore. I was sad mm-hmm. for them both because it seemed like they were really broing at the bar with Wells. Yeah. And there was like a moment happening. And I think that it, it was petty shit, but it was more because he was sad. Like, I think Trey is sad and insecure and felt hurt by this revelation yeah. of his new friend like he was the first to forgive him, yeah. the first to be cool and it's like I don't think Trey is not going to speak to him again if anything I think Trey is going to forgive him because he doesn't want beef and he's a real sweetie petite yeah. but I think Trey I in that, that moment had to be like I can't talk about this because he was like I need to storm away and like cry pan away slowly no, to like a lit candle like this was like full on penetration no I was like, like the whole thing so fucking I felt like I was back in the real world days where people were forgetting that there was a camera in the bedroom yeah. and fucking I was like awesome yeah it was crazy and and I mean I will say I think that those those sound effects they definitely like looped them and maybe like added some more in there's some intern in the Foley studio being like ooh, yeah dude I was thinking that too I was like are these are is she still mic'd up in the booth that's that was my thought too I was like I was literally like these are Foley moans I had this yeah I was like there's no way sure not like or like just for the boom operator she's only like Oh, like was she like really yeah. screaming the moans? No, like yeah, throwing one away. Out. Yeah, did that for sure. Post. But um, but yeah. So I like next week seems like it's going to be super crazy and amazing. I'm really excited um uh, to see what happens. And it, you know, like we could talk about Brendan, but I feel like it maybe is too soon because I just I think. I loved him on Tasha's season. I think he won all of our hearts. And I think that he's just not really keeping up with, I think he's like maybe spread himself too thin with the ladies and he's promising too many things. And I, I just don't think he's full blown evil, you know, like his fault. It's like, he's promising too many things or he's saying too much or whatever, because everybody likes him. Like, it's like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's like when you're the hot guy on the beach or in any scene, right. Then like, it's really easy for the women to be like, what a fuck boy, what a fucking asshole. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, you just like him. And he's not like that easy for you to get. Like, yeah, he's just like, he just knows that he's desired. Mm -hmm. Also, he is waiting to see that he and Piper were dating before the show started. They're obviously setting us up for that. So like anybody who thinks that they're not setting us up for that, the women there that are trying to woo him mm-hmm. need to know that they are there to keep their roses until Piper yeah. comes and they can actually just start dating. 
Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, Demi's reaction, I think, was really like they got, you know, the producer's production got what they needed out of Demi. You know, her reaction was crazy because it's like, I think Demi's a plant. I think Demi. Oh, is, she's full. Of, for I don't sure think a plant. Demi is even there to. Find, I think she's getting paid extra yeah. to not find love and to actually just be this character. Totally. Um, now I do. Sorry to take over. T- sorry to to be the co-host that I am, Please the do. co-pilot that I am. I do want to talk about Bachelor predictions. I want to know if there's anything in the stars that's bringing, like you know, that's leading us any specific way. Like I, we need to get down to business about the predictions of our next batch. Okay, so here's what I here's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think we should put a pin in this. I will do a deep dive on the astrology, and we should do this on IG Live because because then we can like really break down all of them and Molly won't have to listen to another three hour podcast of yes, talking about people she doesn't know. Sure. But I literally will do that. Like, like I'm going to pull up all of it tonight from my point of view, just as my, I want to look at the astrology of it, but from my opinion point of view, I want it to be Trey because I think that they have really Babe, it's done. It's not going to be Trey. I'm sorry. I love you, oh, but it's not going to be Trey. But they've sorry. done him so dirty in this way. Like, oh, he's, he needs reassurance. It's like the best thing we can give for this very loving, sweet, Man, yeah. it would be 30 women who were going to reassure his ass. Like, I would like to see that. It's not going to happen. Now, the big rumor has been first that Greg was the new bachelor, which I, I think it's fine if he's the next bachelor, but he need, he has healing to do. I don't think that he's, I think he's still in mourning and he's not quite ready. And I also think that he probably was going to be the bachelor for a minute, but then because he was getting so much hate online because Katie used the G mm. word and now Grippo's mm. a gaslighter. And I think, I think fans I think he's a fan hated. I think that he was going to be a fan favorite until now we've all turned on Greg. Now, the big rumor that I'm hearing is that Michael A, who surprisingly was in the top four of Katie's season, is I will be so fucking upset if Michael A, that soft ass motherfucking, you know, baby daddy is the bachelor. I can't even believe he made it that far. He seems he's he's on Connor level to me. Oh my God, Sarah, this is the first major disagreement that we've ever had to my Michael knowledge. Michael A? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big Michael A fan. I, you know, it's like, he's definitely not my, I wouldn't say he's my first choice as, um, as Bachelor. Like I would be more, I actually would like to see a Greg season more or an Andrew an Andrew S season more Andrew S might be a little too young feeling you know he's like he's such he feels like such a good time guy like I'd like to see Andrew S in a few years like yeah yeah maybe doing a paradise run I was gonna say let's get him on paradise first and see how he actually so he's so gorgeous and so like magnetic and stuff he's just he's living his life too hard right now and like which one could say that greg should be he just is like the mopiest little dope ever that he i feel like he can't have fun in a moment in his life oh he's a Um, dope that's make that merch greg a mopey he's really is but with michael a the reason why i like michael a as as bachelor is because like it's gonna be it will be like the most sob fest like it's gonna be like emotionally driven like the story is built in there and like I think that it will be a definitely definitely like a different kind of season like Claire like Claire's season she is an old she was an older bachelorette and so there was like a different caliber of guy on there they were older they were more established like and I'm hoping that that's like what that the what Michael A's season would bring would just well, so be bring a that, different vibe. I think that would be their goal. Like if they pick Michael A, it's because they want to, they're going to do a thing where the bachelor producers go, no, we're not evil. No, we're mm-hmm. not. This guy has a kid. And so we're going to cast women in their thirties and their forties. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. going to like, but here's the thing. Number one, after seeing the Michael A 
kid phone call where he was like, daddy's not here because he doesn't like me anymore. How could we ask him to mm-hmm. go do if you're not doing if the kid's not there and there's not child care on set for the kid? I don't want Michael A leaving this kid again. OK, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, anybody that dates him has to be willing to move to Akron, Ohio. And I just mm-hmm. don't know how many women are like, I would I would be this stepmom to go live in Akron yeah. with this family, with this guy. Who's, I mean, he looks like he's like five, six. He has kind of a like a feminine voice. I just like, I'm not attracted to him at all. Oh my God. I really, he, to me had the best glow up of like, of, um, and glow up is such like a funny, weird, dumb phrase. And I'm sorry if he's like 20 times this podcast, but like he, um, to me, he has such a, like, um, like, he came onto the show and I was like, "Ugh, who is this lame with the dumb dad jokes with the, like, with the, I got you a gift from my family or just kidding. Like he had like yeah, this weird little dad joke, this yeah. bit that like didn't really work. And like, and I was just like this lame who is this guy? He's sort of like someone, a friend of mine described. <laughs> this is so funny. This is so, are we still, this is for the podcast or. Well, I'll anything interesting. I'll keep anything not interesting. We'll just say again on IG live that he um he looks like like he's like one of the aliens from men in black like living inside someone else's skin oh my like God. the guy who's like sugar water <laughs> like that guy like the like you know, oh, like what that 100%. that character like yeah like he's wearing an egg he like the guy who's like he's wearing an egger suit like egger from egger. from sugar uh, water. that was one of my yeah. big impressions in, in middle school i would do sugar, sugar water. water that's like how michael a looks and like but Michael A grew the beard. I thought he looked really cute after he got the beard. And I was like more and more like into him. But I, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think though, like, I don't know, a cla- great classic season is Jason Mesnick's season. And he had his son, Ty, and they shot it. They shot the whole show um, in the Seattle area. And like, so that he could be close to his son. I, I think, wait, I might have totally made but that But it's up. like, do we want to see an Ohio Bachelor season? No. All, like, all I will say is that um, Crazy Carl, Creepy Carl, is like super pumped that Thomas showed up because no one is like caring about any oh of his God. BS. Like, they're all cool with Carl. Like, Carl's well, cool. Like, Well, and in fact, actually, Carl should be on their shoulders as the motherfucking hero because actually Carl was the one that originally started the Thomas A. Sure. Yes. I mean, that was like the luckiest day ever in like, like in Carl's life. Like it was literally like, he was like, oh my God, thank God I made something. I said to Katie, someone's not here for the right reasons. And then I manifested, he like manifested um, uh, Thomas in that situation. Right, right, right. right. Like, honestly, all of them were not there for the right reasons. Carl knew he had no shot on the show. He, Mm -hmm planted that seed in Katie's head and maybe he didn't have a, a Thomas on the mind. Yeah. Then Thomas does his big reveal. I wanted to be the bachelor. No shit. Mm-hmm. You want to be the bachelor. And then it was like, Katie's like, thank you, Carl. You told the truth. And it's like, yeah, right. Carl mm-hmm. should be giving, Carl should be giving half of his endorsement money all to Thomas because he made him make sense. And so thank God for that. Now totally. Totally. Carl, like the first bad guy of the show. Absolutely. Should we talk about Riley and his glow up and all of the, all of the stuff and the boom, boom, boom. I mean, like a lot happened oh, with has absolutely. happened in like the half an hour that Riley has been on camera and or like, it's been the most, the most. Okay. So the two people that I want to talk about are Riley and Connor, and then we can, and then I if can't you guys talk are- about Connor. I, I, no, I can, but like, you know, I like emotionally, my entire <laughs> body like shrivels I up know. into itself. 
No, I I've never. Like, no, he's like he's the end. He's like he wishes he were Sean Mendez. Like he. Oh my God, he wishes like, he was Sean Mendez so hard. Oh my God, but I do think Connor is the antithesis of Zach. So the second person that joined the beach after Thomas was Riley. Now Riley got surprisingly far in Tasha's mm-hmm. season, if I remember correctly. He mm-hmm. was on the Tasha yeah. season. Yeah. Even when he was there with, with Tasha making out and being that like manly man, first of all, mm-hmm. he was not that fit. So way to go, Riley. Way to fucking put your hours where you put... He has, he's a lawyer. He took that bar, passing the bar energy and started lifting the bar. And this Yeah, lifting, he been, was lifting the bar. He literally yeah. walked down to the beach, like that doge, like meme <laughs> of just like fully, like he was so jacked up. He like broke through the doors of paradise. Like, but no, I, I like, love the dude. That's I'm like not going to lie. He looked like, he looked like the, yeah. yeah the, the doge meme. Yeah. The doge meme. He was literally the doge meme walking down the stairs. I also think that he has sort of this like used car salesman vibe. Like when they said mm, lawyer, okay. I was like, what? Like yeah. to me, he's like, I got, I got like, like watches in my coat kind of energy. Right. Like, <laughs> like he's got lots of good, good, good chat. As they'd say on love Island. He's got good chat. He's got really good chat. Really good chat. All the women were like, Oh my God, the beach just got hotter. And it's like, really? I'm so not attracted to him, but okay. I was sort of shocked that they had that reaction too, because I didn't think to me, he doesn't give the beach got hotter. To me, it was like the beach got more sensitive and like, let's talk about our feelings. I thought he was like, he's always been a really good, I don't get slimy vibes from it. Actually. I get very like sensual, open sort of like, you like, know, like I feel like vibes. before this episode, I thought that that was like, like, cause even on, even with Claire and Tasha, he was like that too. But that's why I was like, oh, he's like a sweet, my, my read on him initially was like, he's a sweet talker. He's just like mm. being this type of guy so that he can like get you to buy one of his fake, you know, Louis Vuitton bags in the back of his truck or whatever. <laughs> but then after this episode, I did have a different read on him. I thought he, and what is her name? Marissa had a really, Marissa. he did come yeah. and swoop her up from Connor to the point where they yes. ended up in the boom, boom room on that night. They basically did marriage and lovemaking. And she hopes she got pregnant on that show just now. I mean, that was the biggest swoop I've, I've ever seen. I mean, it was, I mean, she is, first of all, I would say argue she's gorgeous. She's like rocking no yeah. makeup. Look, she's beautiful. Connor. I was like, how did Connor score this? Well, like it's, it's crazy, but well, like, because I think she did, but she does, she does tell us how on the date with Riley, she does say like, you know, I've never been taken on. I think that she has right. like, um, like, like, you know, when she tells her the whole story too, she went through that. Mm-hmm. She went through a fat phase. She had insecurity. Mm-hmm. She needs a lot of reassurance. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. so I think that she is, has the, she's one of those people that like comes back from summer vacation as a swan. Mm-hmm. She's so, ugly duckling syndrome, ugly duckling syndrome. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think that that's how in the first place, how she got Connor was because she's like, okay, someone that writes songs for me, like I haven't even ever been on a date before. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like a very safe place for her to land. Yeah. Even though I think deep down in her heart, she was like, you're not on my level. Yeah. But- and then like Riley comes in on his motorcycle and is like, get on babe. And like, and they had this like amazing, I mean, I also thought that, that, you know, I mean, he really did sweep her off his, her, her him he slept swept her off her feet and i will, I will I make that, that like, hold on say that sentence again i'll edit it so it's perfect he did so yeah riley came in and he really did sweep her off her feet i mean and like i think he really also was really reassuring and i think he said a lot of the and you know and hopefully meant a lot of the things that he said and was i i really i was really into it boom boom room no, i mean he those said sound get effects. on my hog in more ways than one okay yeah. 
It was yeah. motorcycle first, and then she rode that D. And they showed uh-huh. it. They always show the boom boom room. I was shocked. I was like, oh my god, because you know we've been watching the Bachelorette room, which it's like sexless for you know for you know eighteen episodes. I agree. I think Michael A does look like I think less like Egger. He's more like the the pawn shop guy there too, where it's like that little alien head that's like oh, I'm telling you okay. that. Yeah, it's um who play that's the famous person that plays i forget there's an actor yeah yeah yeah. who is that it'll come to me but but i okay monk Monk. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, right um what's it yeah whatever tony shaloub tony shaloub tony shaloub yeah this is why we can carry the weight of a pop culture podcast we can pull tony shaloub out of our recall you knowing that tony shaloub is the guy and me knowing his name is like why this is this work right this is why it's worse but okay here's my here's my desire i'm gonna put it out there but then i will actually look and i'm gonna astrologically make some bachelor in paradise predictions and yeah. i'm gonna make some next bachelor predictions but i want it to be motherfucking thomas let's actually reward the fucking awesome. man for being honest that that's yeah. why he's fucking there yeah i love that that is i love that take that would be awesome. Like, fuck your mob mentality. This guy's actually the only one doing any sort of responsible mm-hmm. communicating or growing b- before our eyes. He's mm-hmm. six six. He's an Adonis. He's sexy as the hell. The girlies are going to show up. The girlies will show up. The girlies will show up. And yeah. like, if anything, if he makes out with 30 women and, you know, hooks up with them periodically, he's probably going to get better in bed. They're probably going to, someone's going to teach him how to fucking kiss and touch women. Because again, hot guys don't always know. They just get that pass of being like, yeah, I'm just hot. So you want me and no one's going to. Yeah, he definitely feels like he has a hot guy pass. No one's going to make me go down on them. Like, I hope he goes down on a bunch of girls in that season. And I hope he learns how to eat pussy and kiss and that we actually see him be rewarded for being like actually the only honest person on this franchise so far. Yeah. For sure. I hear that. I really like that for him. Um, it's never going to happen, but it would be great. It's never it going to happen. It, yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to think, okay, so we're going to, we're going to come back to, we're going to do a deep dive IG live of some bachelor predictions. Cause yeah. I really want to study these charts and do it yeah. right. Is there we anything? Have to, I want to make sure that we do it before they announce. When do they like when we don't know, probably won't be any time. I don't know. When no, you wanna... we can, no, I literally, once I edit this podcast and talk to Desi about design stuff, like I will start researching. We can do this motherfucking tomorrow. Like I'm down. <laughs> I was shocked to see that Tori Spelling and Snooki have a show together now. I think I maybe saw like a preview about this, but I honestly like I am. This is this is your this is your thing, babe, because I, I don't really I'm not really familiar. It's something about being messy. So MTV has a new show out. Or it will come out mm-hmm. called Messiness. And Jeez. it's sort of like an America's uh, funniest home videos meets what they describe as journal entries. So they're going to like get submissions where they show IRL messy situations. And then Snooki and Tori and the other little panel of Uh co-hosts are going to talk about their messy stories. And Tori makes a comment, you know, when they came to her with this idea, she was so thrilled because she has some of the messiest history in the television canon, I think of of all time. Right. And she said that she has not had a forum with which to speak about her messiness until now, which, okay, so this could be important. deeply healing for Tori. And we know that she is just, she does need to make money and she does need the airtime. So I think that's totally. great. And Nicole, uh, AKA Nicole Polizzi, AKA Snooki, we know that she was the 
breakout star of the original Jersey Shore season. She has had spinoff after spinoff after spinoff. My Poughkeepsie girl. She's from Poughkeepsie. Hey, another Poughkeepsie shout out. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I have Tori up. Okay, so Mm -hmm. Tori is an Aquarius rising. You know, again, this last full moon was right on her rising sign. It would make sense for her to debut a new Aquarius TV show. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that works in terms of the timing of this. Now, her midheaven is at one degree Sag. So Mm -hmm. in terms of her legacy, she will be known as Hollywood royalty no matter what. And she will be able to be this voice of authority on basically anything that she decides to like discuss. And I think she's probably telling the truth that like she doesn't have that many opportunities to actually spill the beans. Right. So, and then it's like, okay, so her sun and her Mercury are together. Here we are another interesting Taurin. So she is a super Taurus and it's in her third house. So I actually get that. Like there may be years and years and years of backlogged information that for the sake of keeping up appearances or keeping sponsorship money or just keeping money coming she hasn't felt that she could speak about but her moon soul sister is in scorpio so the truth is she has a ton of of hot tea and stories and Mm -hmm. shit to spill about what she's seen heard and done in her life as a hollywood elite daughter slash you know front of the house performer yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for her, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I, you know, I like it for her. I think an opportunity for her to share her messiness on purpose is probably very healing because mm-hmm. I think she has been a victim of the system and has had to play a certain role. But now mm-hmm. let's take a look at Snooki. So Snooki's son, no shock to anyone is in Sagittarius, okay. but it's at zero degrees Sagittarius. So what oh. this means is that Snooki's solar energy, her ego, her I am is in yes. the same place as Tortor's legacy, Midheaven. Wow. So this is actually a public match. I, I want to say made in heaven. Oh my okay. gosh. Yeah, I actually think this is good. I think they are going to find that they have an unlikely friendship. And I think that Tori is going to end up being like, yo, thank you, Snooki. Yeah. You gave, you were so messy in public that you actually paved the way for me <laughs> to now come and, and air all my dirty laundry for, for you all. And mm-hmm. it's cool too, because, okay, check this. Oh, I love this. Okay. So Tori's moon is at 15 degrees Scorpio deep, dark secrets, a soul of uh, back with a vengeance, many generations of heartbreak and in secrets that she's it's here. To Snooki. Sorry. No, Nicole. that's, that's Tori. Okay. But at ex- so that's 15 degrees. Tori's moon, Scorpio. Snooki's mercury voice, 14 degrees Scorpio. Wow. So actually this is a TV match made in heaven because Snooki is going to be the facilitator, give that voice mm-hmm. to Tari's secret inner workings. Okay. And, uh, Snooki's son, she's a zero degree Sag, which is yeah. why she's so comfortable being in this position of like, not mm-hmm. only just like party girl out in the public, but she will yeah. just run her mouth and say what she thinks is right. But she's a zero degree Sag. She's a baby Sag. Uh-huh. She's baby Yoda. And so this whole time too, the last, the last two years, the South Node has been going through her, you know, the house where her identity lives. Mm-hmm. And so now, especially towards the end of the year, when we have the nodes change and we're no longer mm-hmm. in this Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle, mm-hmm. we're going to see, we've been talking a lot about glow ups this app. 
I think what we're going to see from Chucky is a grow up. And I think, yeah, yeah, I fucking said it, dude, because I think that that Tori is going to actually help to polish Snooki's image and is going to actually yeah. teach her the ways of the industry that Snooki really has. She's mm-hmm. been a honey boo boo herself in a way. I mean, they've just been roasting. Oh, her yeah, whatever, big time. Good, big right? time. Yeah. Now, the other interesting thing about this, the last thing I, I will say, and then you know we can we can end the pod if we have to. But uh, Tori's North Node, the purpose, her Dharma, the purpose of her iteration, is in the early degrees of Capricorn. Where is Snooki's moon? Two degrees Capricorn. So at the end of the day, why is Snooki okay with all of this fucking messiness carrying her career forward? Because at the end of the day, bitch is ambitious and she's just like, give me the money, give me the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. In in the same way that like Paris and Nicole could be like, lol, Mm -hmm. we were acting on Simple Life. By the end of all this, it's possible that Snooki's like, lol, I was doing what you people wanted me to I was juggling to make money, but like that, but at the end of the day, Snooki cares about being famous, having money and, and, you know, just, yeah. and, and she doesn't mind being messy because her, her Mercury, uh, in Scorpio, you know, there are things that she tries to hide, which now she won't, if you can believe it, yeah. but, but I think that she has, she has experience yeah. in just sp- spilling those behind the scenes, messy details or showing yeah. that what's really going on because she's wasted kind of behavior. I think actually this is a beautiful uh, union that would have never happened had it not been. Okay. So we have demonized producers up until this point, but producer pr- to producer, I say that we, and they are not all evil. And I think, I think messiness has a shot of creating, you know, while we still have the North node in Gemini, a dynamic duo that we would have never uh, really thought of before, but I think they're going to find real mirroring, uh, mirroring in each other and a partnership that actually is long lasting. I love that for them. A beautiful love story before our very eyes. I'm excited. And I sort of would love to see sort of like, just, you know, thinking in terms of like, you know, Tari, Tari, Tori always bringing back to that Taurus, that Tari's a Taurus, mm-hmm. always bringing it back to that, um, you know, that Taurus energy. I like, I would love to see like a Martha Stewart line from them, but it's like Tori X Snooki. And so like, actually like, cause the thing about Tori is like, even whatever you want to say about her, like she doesn't have like the best sense of style. She doesn't no. have the coolest aesthetic. No. Right. And Snooki no. for whatever you want to say about her, bitch is cool. Like yes. that's, you hate to admit it, but like yeah. she, for, for whatever she's working with, she puts herself together to be taken apart before our eyes. But man, she actually is a stylish little bitch. Yeah, I mean, or she like, you know, it's like she has, she's, it's very like noticeably her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like she has a clear a aesthetic. She's got a clear aesthetic, which, you know, Tori Spelling, it's not the same kind of vibe. Like she doesn't have a, that. She has no clear aesthetic. It's basically mm-hmm, exactly. just like always trying not to be Donna from 90210. And then she had yes. the eating thing. And then she had the mm-hmm. marriages and she tried to make that a show. And then it was, she kind of was like a joke for a while in the same yeah. way that Snooki was, but in a very different way, because Tori mm-hmm. was not leading with Tori wasn't trying to be the butt of the joke. She mm-hmm. just found herself in that position. Whereas Snooki is like, fine, fuck it. I'll be the butt of the joke. Yeah. Uh, what? So I think together, you know, with, with Tori's posh and sort of inside Hollywood info and Snooki's uh, strong sense of aesthetic and ability to bring yeah. people together. Actually, the funny thing about Snooki is like, there isn't that much even like Snooki hate, like yeah. people sort of love her. Right. Yeah. So I actually think that this is going to be one of the greatest 
partnerships that that has come out of this North Node in Gemini eclipse cycle. I, I think that they're actually really fucking right for each other. And the final of these Sag Gemini eclipses in December mm-hmm. is at four degrees um, Sagittarius. Wow. It'll bring that kind of final fate point to that Gemini eclipse storyline. And for both of them, it's on basically Snooki's son and it's on Tori's midheaven, her legacy. So I think that this is just the beginning and we're going to see that like, I, I think this could be a runaway success. I love it. I love this for them. I'm I'm wishing them the best. I'm in the stands cheering them on. We're cheering for you, Snooki. We're cheering for you, Tori. We're, we're cheering for you, Grippo. Whether you're gaslighting or need to get one, we think that you are holding on for dear life and we see you and we stand you for that. Mm-hmm. We are cheering for, um, who else? We t- oh, Camilla and Sean, we are cheering yes. for you. We're cheering for um, Alana, a.k.a. Honey Boo Boo. We are cheering for Alana. And you go dance your little heart out, bitch, and somebody call Capizio. This bitch deserves a real sponsor. And at the very at the very least, we, we do stand and cheer for Stormy, Kylie, Travis, and the growing Kardashian clan, even if we could not care less at this point. Very well said. Very well said, sister. Thank oh you for God. having me on, Sarah. This Thank has been you. so much fun. Oh my God, no, you're so fun. Thank you for, you know, not only staying on track, but going way off the track in the bachelor world with me because we have more to discuss. Like now we have a, we have an addendum episode, a Trashlorette episode, Trashler in Paradise coming soon online. Paradise. I love that. Emmy and I are going to deep dive it. So you heard it here first, watch for that in the next few days and otherwise come to the Moonual on the 6th of September. We're all going to be there. We're going to learn and grow and do witch work together. Not in the same way that Mendez is doing so much like hand cramping journaling, but manifesting, you need yeah. nails to burn or yeah. some artifacts of old relationships to hex and stuff. So yeah. that's more our style. Also, everybody gets space trash merch and leave a review if you were real one. Okay. That's uh, pretty much it. Also, Molly, we miss you. Miss you. Love Go you. Home. Hope you don't have anxiety after listening to the pod. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait. One more thing. Emmy, if people want to follow you and watch what you've done and how let's promote you. Just go. You can go to at Emmy's house on Instagram and Twitter. E-M-M-I-E-S-H-O-U-S-E on E-M-M-I-E-S-H-O-U-S-E. Thank you, Sarah. I love that. Emmy's house. Emmy's house. You picked up what I was putting down. And or my website, emmylichtenberg.com. That's all. And I can I I'm just so proud. Emmy also uh, produced a show that is on Netflix and it's called I'm with the band and it's about her homies, uh, nasty cherry. And it's really fucking cool. And she's going to be one of the greatest, not evil producers in, in, in the television history that has not been written yet. So you were really lucky to meet her here first and everybody go watch her show. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate the promo. Yeah, I got to, you know, I love marketing. Okay. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye. Space trash, trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.